Tyler. Oh, hello. I need to talk about Top Gun Maverick. Oh, did you watch it? Yeah, I did. Did you? I did. Okay. I did manage I to that squeeze was... that in, so yeah. I thought that was a fucking 10 out of 10 movie. Ten I thought that was the perfect sequel. 10 out of 10. Yeah, I, that's a 10 out of 10 movie. That's a pretty bold claim. Like, I'm not going to say it's like the greatest movie of all time, but like, it so, was a shit ton of fun. So I really enjoyed it. I thought it was mm-hmm. a fantastic movie. I really liked the way they went about a lot of it because when I sat down in the theater to watch it, it didn't even occur to me that I should have watched the original Top Gun before going to see it. So it's been a, well, fuck, a decade at least since I sure. uh, saw the original Top Gun. So I really appreciated how throughout the movie they did callbacks to the old one, but they didn't just do like references. They showed you like old school clips and scenes from the original and then like kind of explained it and stuff. So it's like, oh, perfect. I didn't actually have to watch Top Gun to watch Top Gun Maverick. Yep. And I, I can't, I can't even understate like how appreciative I am of that. It yeah, definitely they, made the whole experience a lot nicer because I was like, oh, yes, okay. Now that I'm seeing this scene, like, I do remember what happened. Yeah. I found, like, how they called back and, like, referenced the, fir- the first movie wasn't, like, over the top or anything. It was just, like, really nice, like, callbacks to the first movie of, like, okay, this is, like, what happened with, you know, Goose and this is why his son is like this. Yeah. Like, it, it was just really smart how they did it. Like, they didn't overdo it. They did it just enough that it worked and mm-hmm. called back, right? Mm-hmm. But, and the fucking, I love that it's actual fucking practical jets flying because that movie looks fucking gorgeous. Yeah, it, it was, it was shot exceptionally well. Like, just act like seeing that, like, that is a movie theater movie. Well, right? I, yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Like, I'd. Highly recommend seeing it in a theater on a big screen with like the Dolby Atmos, like night and day difference. I would think from watching it at home because it it really you need that sound. Like and when those fucking jets take off and they crack the sound barrier and shit, like it's yeah, it's impressive. Your seats like rumbling in the theater because it's so loud. It's like yeah, yeah. No, it was. I also I thoroughly enjoyed the uh, the way they went about their soundtrack. Yeah, like how it was. 80s music mixed in with like a couple modern day stuff but like it gives you that like the whole time I was sitting there watching it like it felt like I was a kid watching the original Top Gun again like they nailed the nostalgia point on the fucking head with this movie yep yeah like me and because I went with like a group of friends and we all like loved the first movie and like grew up with those movies and we were like laughing and fucking smiling throughout the whole fucking thing like yeah this like I think you nailed it. Like it made you feel like a kid watching those movies where you're just like, this is fucking awesome. There's fighter jets. There's beach volleyball. Like, <clears throat> yeah. Excuse me. Like what? Fighter jets, beach volleyball. Yeah. It's Top Gun. Yeah. I'm, I don't know about you, but I don't recall seeing beach volleyball in the new Top Gun. Oh, was it football? This? Oh yeah. It was football this time. Yeah. That That's actually right. brings me to one of my complaints. Oh, Okay. I didn't want to see them play offense, defense at the same time football. I wanted volleyball. Oh. And frankly, if you want my honest opinion, I don't think that scene was nearly long enough. 
It was too short, yeah. It was absolutely too short. Like five minutes of all of them with no shirts playing football on the beach. Mm, it should have been like at least a 15 or 20 minute scene all <laughs> in of its own. Fair enough. Fair enough. Like I found they definitely in this one dialed down the uh, like the homoerotic undertones. True. Of like the 80s action movie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which I guess makes sense for modern days. But like. Well, and, it, and it just kind of, I don't know. It was like one of those movies where you kind of, you can kind of predictively guess where the plot is going in some instances. But then towards the end, at least for me personally, it was like, oh, okay, did not see that coming. Okay, oh, I yeah. didn't see that coming. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, fuck it, we're already talking about it, so like, warning, yeah, spoilers, but... But, like, I genuinely thought, like, this was how they were going to close out Top Gun Maverick was when fucking Maverick gets shot down. And it was going to be this, like, sad day and we'll remember him forever and blah, blah, blah. I didn't expect him to actually be alive. And I sure as shit did not expect Miles Teller's character to, like, disobey orders, go back, and then shoot down the fucking helicopter and eject and both of them end up in, like... I don't know, the Siberian fucking wilderness, wherever the hell they were. And then they steal a jet from the first movie and mm -hmm. then fuck shit up. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I didn't see it. Well, I mean, like, once we got to the point where they, like, started walking through and saw the military base, and like, okay, they're stealing a jet. It's yeah. the only way they're getting out of here. They're going to take a jet. Yeah. But the moments yeah. leading up to that, I did not, did not anticipate. Yeah, no, I felt the same because, like, when he got, like, when Tom Cruise got shot down, shot down like me and my friends like looked over and we were like oh so like that's how they're gonna do it okay that makes sense and then like same thing as you it was like oh no apparently they're okay they're just gonna go back and then oh they're stealing a jet okay this is awesome <laughs> so yeah and like don't give me I, I don't know i'm on the fence about miles teller oh, oh really i genuinely really liked miles teller for the longest time and then when all this pandemic shit happened and then all the news was coming out that he was being a crybaby about vaccinations and wearing masks and i think i even i don't know don't quote me on this because it's a while ago but i read a whole bunch of shit about him and like his behavior as an actor on set during covid when everyone was like trying to be safe and shit and it just kind of made me lose a little bit of uh respect sure. for him as a person he's sure, still a good sure. actor but he just i definitely got the impression like what a fucking self-entitled little baby sure i think that came up with a lot of actors the time it's like you kind of gotta see like okay like there's i still like seeing you in movies but there's that like nagging feeling of like okay you're, you're like a bit of an asshole mm -hmm. <laughs> right so it's like yeah that's understandable i also thought they should have it's like it felt kind of mm, hollywood hoaxy bullshit to me when like you have this like all of them by rights were like Phenomenal actors in this film. Mm -hmm. But it felt like they threw Monica Barbero in there just to be like, okay, look, guys, look, we're including a woman. Don't, don't fucking yell at us because there's no gender representation here. And it's really unfortunate because, honestly, her character was one of my favorite characters in the movie. I thought she did a phenomenal job. And, like, looking back and reflecting over the movie... I think she should have had a bigger role. I think she should have been more front and center. She should have been one of the, you know what I mean? Like I thought she did yeah. phenomenal as uh Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I agree with that. Like it, initially it felt like they were just like, okay, here's like the token person. And then like 
as I watched the movie, it was like, oh, this is actually like a really good character, and like, yeah, they they could have used a little more screen time, but yeah, because like, I yeah, she was really fucking great. Her and her uh, partner in that plane. Oh, the guy with the glasses. Yeah, Bob. What's your call sign, Bob? Bob. Just Bob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I actually, I quite enjoyed those two as a fucking pair, and, like, if they ever ended up spinning off, like, a side Top Gun movie where it was just those two, I would be all in to see it. That's but what... it, it definitely felt like they casted this movie and were like, okay, who are we going to get to be in this movie? Well, let's, okay, we need another, like, kind of star, but not superstar, someone who's not going to, like, overshadow... Tom Cruise, so we'll get Miles Teller, and then, like, let's fill out the rest of the cast. Like, John Hamm will be a good, you know, background character, essentially, because he wasn't, like, his... The importance of his character was there, but, like, he didn't have, like, a massive amount of screen time. And then, obviously, the throwback to the oldies with, like, Jennifer Connelly and Val Kilmer. Yeah. But then it was like, okay, who do we get for the rest of the cast? Okay, well, we definitely have to get someone of color, and we have to get a woman, and then it just felt like they just pigeonholed them in there and gave them like roles that they were like part of the movie but it didn't feel like they actually cared sure yeah to me anyway like as far as that whole fucking team of fighter pilots tom cruise miles teller and then the fucking guy they called hangman oh yeah those were like the only three that really had like genuine story and genuine like it felt like leading points in the film were like they were the center of attention true personally my only only counter to that would be like the whole movie like in my mind is like a tom cruise miles taylor movie and everyone else is just there to be padding for that story but i mean yeah yeah yeah, i guess like when you say like that like for sure it is about fucking maverick and buddy's fucking son so i i get that aspect of it do you think they're like me and my friends were talking about this when we left like I don't think Tom Cruise is coming back for another Top Gun, but they also left it of like they could totally like do more Top Gun with that cast without Tom Cruise. Do you think they'll do that, or is this just like here's the sequel? We did a thing. It was great. We're done. Uh, it could go a couple different ways. I mean, like first and foremost, I would need to know. Who was the driving force behind this? Was it Tom Cruise? Was he like, fuck, I would love to do another Top Gun. And, you know, Tom Cruise being Tom Cruise pushed hard and got this film made. I think that's how it is. Because if he's the one who was pushing hard for it, then if he's not the focal point of the film, he's not going to be there to drive it. Like behind the scenes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they absolutely like the way the, the, the film ended and like the plot and like, you know, establishing these characters. They absolutely could do more Top Gun movies, but then, like, it begs the question, is Tom Cruise a part of these Top Gun movies? True. And I have no yeah. doubt that, like, Tom Cruise would do another Top Gun movie. Oh, yeah. But how many Top Gun movies do you do where Tom Cruise is the center of attention, and I don't think Tom Cruise does another Top Gun movie where he's not the center of attention? I think you're right. That's that's kind of my train of thought. Yeah, and this almost felt like it was like, it felt like it was Tom Cruise's last Top Gun. Like it felt like it was like he was like, okay, this is the Maverick story, and it ends with him, you know, fixing this old plane and getting together with you know what's her face Jennifer Connelly, 
and it's just like, all right, my time is done. Yeah, That's I agree. It, it, de- at least, so. it definitely gave off like a, this is me off in the sunset, sunsetting this character in this, this storyline. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, if it does exceptionally well at the box office, you know, you know, the fucking studios would be like, this did so well. We need to keep the momentum going. Right. They make yeah. money off of, off a fucking franchise and they, they run that well fucking dry. Like that's just yeah. how Hollywood works. If they can make money, yeah. they're going to do it. Yeah. But I, I kind of hope they leave it alone. Cause like I walked out of that movie and I was like, that was, that was a great sequel. I never need another one of these. Like it just, I felt like it ended just like nice where I was just like, you know what? Leave Top Gun alone after this. But at the same time, if they announce there's a Top Gun in a theater with real fighter planes, I'm probably going to go see it. See, and that's where I'm torn. Because, like, I, I get your sentiment, and I feel the same way. It's like, this was a solid, well-rounded movie. It hit you with new action, but, like, dug into all the old nostalgia of watching Top Gun when you were a kid and dreaming of being a fucking fighter pilot because it was so cool. Yep. But at the same time, I thought the cast was so well-rounded and, like, this new squadron of, like, the elite, top-of-the-top Top Gun class people... Like they, by all rights, in my mind, could do another movie because I would absolutely love to see, you know, fucking Miles Teller's character continue on. I'd love to see more of uh, what's her name is Phoenix and, you know, yep. that character development of fucking Hangman where, you know, at the end it turns out, okay, he's not a complete fucking selfish deuce. He actually does yep. care a little bit. Yep. Yeah. Like, and I, I see that. And I would totally. Like if they were like, all right, these are the this is the new Top Gun like thing, I would be like, all right, sure. Yeah, I I I don't think you do another Top Gun where it's all about Maverick. No, I don't think you can. I think they've kind of beat that not beat that storyline, but they've rounded it out from start to finish so well that like I wouldn't want to see a movie where Maverick was the focal point. No, if anything, like have him pop up as like a fucking quick cameo or something like that, Mm -hmm. but. You know, like where he comes back and for like a quick thing or something, but or not even yeah, as I, as a cameo. Like, let's say, like hypothetically, they pitch a new movie where it's like, okay, these guys are the elite of the elite, and this was an incredible mission, and blah blah blah. Now we have a new mission to do, and Tom Cruise is like not grounded per se, but like he's done flying, right? He sure. promised Penny, "I'm not leaving, I'm staying." So he's in the area. So they legit keep him strictly as an instructor. He doesn't fly missions anymore, and he's just there to help these guys like do training and stuff. And you kind of—it's almost like a continuation of this storyline where the young bucks here are now the up and comers, and Tom Cruise is just someone who works at the base, and he plays like a background character that's there to chime in his, you know, sage wisdom and whatnot. But yeah. again, if Tom Cruise was the driving force of this movie he's not going to be the driving force of a movie where he plays, you know, like a third string character. It's, it's, I yep. don't, that's not Tom. When was the last time you saw a movie with Tom Cruise where he played a like periodic, like brief cameo esque background role? He doesn't, if he's in a movie, he's the lead. Like the only one that I can actually think of off the top of my head is when he played that fat evil bad guy in uh, Tropic Thunder. Oh, Sure. But other than yeah. that, like, I can't think of a movie in, like, the last decade where Tom Cruise wasn't the main character. Yeah, I, I don't think that's his, his jam. Like, I think when he does a movie, it's, like, Mission Impossible or 
for this, where it's like, all right, this is a Tom Cruise movie. Mm-hmm. We're going to see Tom Cruise do some stunts that he's actually doing. And yeah, I think you're right. So I don't know. I mean, ultimately, we'll find out probably within the next couple of months when they uh, get some stable box office numbers in, we'll find out real quick if they're going to fucking green light another Top Gun movie. Yeah, I I think it's doing very well at the box office. So I want to say I read an article the other day that it was like domestically Tom Cruise's highest grossing. So and, and I can see that because I mean Mission Impossible Part One is still a year away, but mm-hmm. like as far as movies that have recently come out, like the Batman is weeks into its cycle already. Same with Doctor Strange. Spider Man's already on VOD. Like Morbius was a joke. Like what other box office movies are hitting right now? Or that have hit uh, in the last like week or two weeks. I want to say the next big one is uh, that new, like the new Jurassic Park. I want to say maybe that's this month, but yeah. So it's got time to rule the box office. It doesn't have any like major competition right now. No, at least as far as I'm aware. No, but that's kind of been this whole year. Is like if you had a movie coming out and you timed the release right, you really didn't have anything to compete with. Mm-hmm. So. Just because, like, now is, like, kind of the back half of, like, okay, what didn't get delayed, you know, to fucking hell during COVID that we actually had, you know, can release, mm-hmm. right? So, so, yeah. Yeah, all in all, I was uh, super duper happy with it. Couldn't, yeah. have, couldn't have been happier. Yeah. Because you mentioned Batman. So the least surprising news came out. They greenlit a sequel. No. Yeah, I know, right? They did? Yeah. What do you mean they greenlit a sequel? Like, like to be honest, I haven't actually seen most of these. Uh, I've seen a bunch of these news stories, but I never had... Apologies, didn't post most of them, so I haven't gone through That's most fine. of them. But, like, I was under the impression that uh, this new Batman with Pattinson was... The plan was a fucking three-parter. It was going to be a new Batman trilogy. That's what I thought, and I, I don't know why they decided to say he's officially coming back for the sequel but i was because when i read the article i was like wait like he wasn't signed on for like a three-picture deal or something yeah because i definitely would have assumed that's exactly how it was gonna go but i mean who knows with warner brothers i mean there's a there's another report here where is this i think i put it down can't remember but anyway there was because that discovery like warner merger i think is like all finalized now mm. and i i don't think i put it in but there was a an article which was basically like the new head of discovery was like we are absolutely going to like officially try to find a kevin feige person for the dc stuff and like give it its own studio and i remember reading the article and i was like yo you should have done that fucking shit like 15 years ago but like i guess it's good you're doing it now <laughs> the question is, is who is they who are they gonna get to be their Kevin fucking I don't know. But I mean, they need to find someone and then just leave them the fuck alone and let them fucking come up with a plan and something they need to do something. Cause Yeah. No, I I completely agree. Their whole fucking universe is an absolute fucking joke. Yeah. But so I guess it's just a matter of if they find someone. Hopefully they do find someone. They need to find someone who actually fucking knows these comics inside and out. And I get and I I'm know I'm gonna get fucking shit on for saying this, 
But like Kevin fucking Smith. If you don't like his directing style, if you don't like his movies, if you don't like his scripts, that fi- that's fine. I'm not saying yep. that he needs to be the one to write and direct any of the fucking DC movies. But that no. guy, he literally has a weekly podcast called Fat Man on Batman, where all <laughs> they do is talk about fucking Batman and like the various shit going on in the DC universe. Like if a guy knows storylines, where they go, how they interact, and can put it together in like a vision board style, like it's that fucking guy. Yeah, he could create like a roadmap of like, okay, we're gonna do this, this, and this, and then yeah. it'll lead up to this. Like, he could totally fucking kill that. Like, and it's like you said, like, okay, say you just don't like Kevin Smith movies, don't like, whatever, don't make him direct and write or anything. Just fucking be like, yo, you want a job? Fucking making our universe. Here you go. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how it should fucking go, in so, my humble opinion. They need someone. Well, especially because, like, yeah, Marvel Marvel spun it big here by going after the, the tentpole superheroes. Like, I get that. But Kevin, I think he would have such a unique view and knowing the history and all of these comics that, like, yeah, he would give you your tentpole ones, but he would also be like, hey, there's also this storyline that bleeds into this one with this other character who's, like, the comic book fans would fucking lose their shit to see something about this guy, but he's not your typical, you know, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. He's this like anti-hero or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like he would dig yep. into these other characters that aren't normally represented or even talked about for feature films. Yeah. Yeah, totally. He could be like, here's, here's like your tent pole that leads up to justice league. And then like, here's a banger Constantine movie with this obscure storyline. Yeah. Right. You know? So yeah, totally. So, go ahead. I was going to say, you should be happy because you got Westworld Season 4 release date. I know. I can't fucking wait. I might go back and rewatch all three seasons again. I love that show so much. I very well might do that. I've been debating that because, like, I I stopped after the second season because I didn't like where it was going. But then how much you always talk about it, I'm like, okay, so now that it's actually coming out, maybe I should, like, go back, rewatch season one and two, and, like, give three a chance. So maybe I'll do that. Well, you know what? Here's my fucking hot take. Westworld has been, from the beginning, and continues to be a better and well-put-together series than Game of fucking Thrones. Okay. It is masterful masterfully shot it is just beautiful the soundtrack and everything that they incorporate into it is amazing and those first two seasons like the writing jesus christ man i went back and rewatched other episodes as the pieces of the puzzle started to form together because i couldn't wrap my fucking stupid little brain around it yeah yeah i the first season i fucking i love and i've actually enjoyed most of the second season I think it was just like the last few episodes where I was like, oh, that's where you're going to go. And I just wasn't fully on board with it. But. Oh, see. And yeah. I was from day one because it was like, this is just fascinating, this world to me. And you're trying to get to know these characters. Like Game of Thrones approach was like the whole like, don't invest in any character because nobody's safe. We're going to give you surprises like anyone could die at any minute. And it's yeah. like, yes, that's cool because there's that shock value. Whereas Westworld's approach was very, like, 
you're never going to figure out what's going on. Like what you think, you know, you don't know. There's going to be all kinds of like surprises too, but like never assume you have any idea that you know what's going on or that you figured out what is happening because you don't. And just when you think that you are like, okay, I know, I know what's happening now. Then there's some major fucking plot twist and you're like, holy shit, wait, what? Yep. Hold on. These guys aren't in the park at the same time. We're talking about two completely different timelines, decades apart. That was so fucking beautifully done. Yeah, where it's like, hey, here's just uh, fucking, oh, fuck, Ed Harris's fucking origin story, basically, right? You know, it was just like, what? <laughs> yeah. Okay. At the, and, like, he didn't start off as an asshole. <laughs> yeah, but you don't know that, because it's all in the yeah. park. So, like, the characters, the environment, it's all the same. Like, you have no idea you're watching two different timelines. And, yeah. like, when that bombshell fucking dropped, I was like, oh, like, my jaw was on the fucking floor. I was like, didn't, yep. didn't see that coming. Yeah, how they did the two timelines was fucking, was really good. Just really well crafted. So yes, I am beyond excited for the new season of Westworld. I can't even fucking wait. The hardest part is going to be, I I want to watch all of it. I want to watch all of it at once, but I oh, can't. Oh, well, you could just wait till it I all can't. airs. But... I can't do that. <laughs> Fair. I debated doing that with the boys, where I was like, okay, hey, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll wait and I'll let it all come out and I'll just burn this whole seat. Couldn't do it. I lasted yep. all of a day since the episodes dropped. Not even a day. I Honestly, within a few hours, I was watching the first episode. Yeah. So I, have you just watched the first episode? No, I am I got all three in. Okay, I got I got the first two in. I haven't watched the third one yet, but we might as well talk about that because it's very much still the boys and it's very much still fucking awesome. Yeah, it's... Uh... So wait, was it the third episode or the... At the end of the second episode, what happens? At the end of the second Homelander episode, gives his a speech. Uh, yeah, at the uh, at his birthday thing. Yeah, so he like, is, I love how much they are just fucking making him come completely unhinged, and he's gonna fucking snap soon, and it's gonna be great. Yeah, well, like watch episode three because like that behavior is starting to become like super present, where he's just like, "Hey, I'm more popular than I was before just by being myself," and he's like. In some of the scenes and actions, you can see like that light bulb's gone off in his head where he's like, hey, I can do whatever I want. No yep. one's going to stop me anymore. Yep. No one. He's like, no one can. Yeah. Like, I, I love how he's just like slowly and uh, fuck. I can't remember the guy uh, who plays him. Anthony Starr. The and way Tony. He's pl- oh, okay, sure. Like the way he is like his like facial and like his subtle like kind of acting on like how this character is like kind of coming unhinged is like so well done it's yeah, so good it's phenomenal like, he's always been an amazing actor though man like banshee was yeah. i think banshee is one of the most underrated television shows that have like have ever come out like it was an action action 100%. ride from start to finish it was phenomenal 100 percent. like if you have not seen banshee you should like immediately see banshee like it is it's a fucking banger show that like no one heard about and yeah. Well, it's that Cinemax, like none of the people, my friends up here had ever heard of it because Cinemax didn't really only select Cinemax things would make it onto like Showtime or one of the other fucking sub channels up here, but not everything did. Yeah. I don't even know how I stumbled across it, but I was glad I did because that was an amazing show and I was like absolutely devastated when it ended. Yeah. 
but yeah i love how he's doing it like uh spoilers for part of the second episode but like when he uh he's on the roof and he's like doing the pr thing where he's like all right you're the person i'm gonna save today and then he like just slowly he's like you know what why don't you just fucking jump yeah just jump <laughs> just fucking do it like he's like i don't care anymore like yeah and you that, know that poor little girl's just like you know what i changed my mind i don't i don't want to jump and he's like i'm not asking you yeah. and then his eyes start glowing red and you just see her yeah. fly off the fucking building yeah like it's he's just coming like completely fucking unhinged and i love it and so. his like the psychotic nature like he's oh, not yeah. just like becoming unhinged but he is like straightforward like a sociopath really like yeah. when he fucking well i guess i won't say anything i think this happened in season 3 so I, or episode 3 so i won't say anything about that but was it episode 2 where he has dinner with the deep uh no oh, I okay i won't so. say anything then because right before uh i think what he's interacted with the deep is like when he was going on like the talk show and he got all like pissed because he didn't go first okay well then i won't say anything about episode fucking three but there's a couple of scenes in episode three where you're like wow is it not only is this guy completely unhinged but like he's going out of his way to be a massive asshole and like push people as far as he can, like like straight sociopathic, psychotic behavior. Like just yeah. Yeah, because there was a watch episode a scene, three, like, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And there's already been like a couple of scenes, I think I don't know if it was in episode one or two, but he's like walking down the hallway and he like just randomly shoulder checks uh like A train and just like starts to like fuck with him for no reason and just like call him a fat fuck. Uh, yeah, and then, like, as he's walking away, like, A-Train whispers something, and because he can fucking hear everything, he just turns around, and his eyes glow, and he's like, what the fuck did you say? Like, yeah. He's, like, he's actively, like, fucking pushing people's buttons just because he can, and, like, it'll be fucking, uh, like, crazy when he finally snaps, because I have... It seems like how they're setting it up is, like, a uh, fucking Supernatural guy uh, as Soldier Boy. Like, it, it almost seems like that's who's maybe gonna be able to fucking kick Homelander's teeth in, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, well, I guess you haven't really, like, got the origin story, or not the origin story, but, like, I think it's episode three where they sit down with Mallory, and they actually, like, find out where and what happened to Soldier oh, okay. Boy. Cause, but, yeah, that's, like, episode two, like, Butcher's, like, they're trying to figure out, like, okay, how, like, what happened? And okay. Yeah, you kind of get those answers in the third episode. Okay. But if okay. I don't I don't think Soldier Boy's like he can't fly and do laser beam eyes and shit. So I don't know if he's oh, yeah, going sure. to be the one. I think I mean ultimately and I could be wrong because the boys likes to just do off the cusp shit where they fucking murder people that you didn't expect them to murder and like they're really into that like didn't see that coming, did you motherfucker? Yeah. I don't know how it's really going to go, but like just from all the years of television and movies, the logical part of my brain's going, okay, the kid's going to kill him. Oh, sure. You know, you're going to have a fucking Luke Skywalker Vader kind of moment where the kid kills Homelander. Sure. Sure. Homelander's about to kill Butcher and the kid comes and saves Butcher because he's like a pseudo fodder figure and kills Homelander. That would be the predictable way yeah. to go about it and that being said because that is the predictable and and i certainly am not the only one who's had that thought yeah there's 100 percent real possibility that they go in the complete opposite direction of that yeah 
Yeah, because they very much like to play into like the kind of what Game of Thrones did, which is like we're not afraid to just randomly fucking kill this person off. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's I I can't wait to watch the third one today. Like, it's it's more the boys and it's fucking amazing and fucking graphic as fuck. Yeah. So did you ever get around to watching Jackass Four? Is it out now? The like or yeah, I watched four. We talked about that. Did we? Yeah, but like, there's a four point five coming out. I think. Yeah, that's on Netflix already. Oh, okay, so that one's out. Yeah, I watched that okay. one already too. I haven't seen that one. <clears throat> it's just like all their point five cuts. It's just like a bunch yeah. of like B roll stuff that didn't make the movie and a bunch of like interviews and stuff like that. But I'm, I am pumped for a new fucking Jackass series. That they're actually getting a show. Yeah. Like, I'm a little less excited because it's going to be, like, the new cast, the new generation. Like, for the most part, I like this new group of people. Mm -hmm. But, uh, I mean, obviously, going back to, like, when I was a kid watching this stuff, like, it's not going to be quite the same without, you know, Knoxville and Steve-O and all those guys. Like, I'm sure they will show up throughout episodes just kind of like they did in all of their like side series like the jackass guys would show up in like viva la bam and Mm -hmm. some of them would randomly show up in the wild boy show that steve and pontius did so like i'm sure they'll be popping in and out but it is going to be reliant on like this new new generation yeah and i'm i'm just a part of me is super happy that like a new generation is going to continue to do dumbass jackass stuff Mm -hmm. like i'm I'm happy that it's not like dying because like is like you know because we grew up with all of that stuff and we've been watching it since like high school right you know so it's like I would hate for another group of high schoolers to not have jackass in their life you know what I mean yeah like it's it's like a weird like cultural thing of like because we grew up on it and fucking it's like the world needs people doing dumb shit on tv like this yeah so I uh I recently listened to one of steve-o's wild ride podcasts Oh, sure, yeah. And he had the guy Poopies okay, yeah. on. Man, that new generation of fucking jackass guys, they got they got kind of fucked oh, did with they? this new jackass movie. Really? Yeah. Because, like, a bunch of them, like, some of them were, like, that, that super fat guy, I can't remember his name, who's kind of like the new Preston, but actually, okay, yeah. like, far more extreme. Like, they picked him up off of, like, seeing his, like, crazy Instagram and YouTube videos. Okay. And that's same with where they picked up Poopies. It was just, like, they discovered him, like, online and brought him into Jackass, and then they kind of, you'll, they talk about all this in the Jackass 4.5, where they kind of, like, do a test run where they're like, hey, I think we're going to do a new Jackass, but we need to, like, round out, like, a new squad because we're all getting too old. So they bring all these people in, and they basically spend a day doing test footage where they just shoot a bunch of like random stuff to see if this new generation of people that they've picked can actually keep up and like do this kind of stuff. Sure, yeah. And that's kind of how it all started. But they started filming and they got shut down for a long time during the pandemic. And then when they were allowed to film again, then they had to go through like all that rigmarole. So like uh, all of these dudes, like I think Poopies was saying he got paid paid like the the SAG minimum essentially. Like he got paid like sixty thousand dollars. Jackass, what? Yeah, man, because he was in there talking about like he is broke right now. He's got no money in his bank account. What? Yeah. Wow, they got fucked then. 
Yeah, Jesus. because they were new on the scene and like they were unproven. So like obviously they probably don't have super great lawyers and no one's going to agree to pay them a million dollars to be in this movie and no one's really seen what they can do or if the movie's going to be a success, right? They're not established like Shit. Knoxville and Steve-O and those guys. Right. So yeah, they got paid like SAG minimum because Poopies was talking about how he got paid like sixty or 65000 for the film. But he got paid that like up front and then the pandemic put everything on hold and then it's like he had to live a normal life and shit. So by the time the movie came out, he had zero dollars in his fucking bank account. And like right oh, now, shit. even right now, because the new I don't know what they've negotiated for the show, when they're going to start filming and what they're going to get paid. Like even right now, he has no money. So like Steve-O was like plugging his uh, cameo and his website oh, for like shit. merch yeah. hard. And he's like, hey, guys, like. Go on to his site, go on to Cameo and book him. Like, this is his, like, this is what's putting food on the table. He he doesn't have any fucking money, man. Fuck, I didn't know that. Yeah, and I guess uh, in preparation of Jackass, because, like, they do Shark Week every year. Sure. They did, sh- like, whatever the last Shark Week they did, which would have been, like, uh, a year ago, I guess. They had the Jackass guys go and do stunts, and it was going to be part of the promotion for Jackass. But with, like, the pushing of the movie from the pandemic and then with, like, the lawsuit from BAM that caused the movie to get pushed a few more months and stuff, like, the Shark Week promotional stuff just didn't really end up working out to be promotional stuff. Okay, yeah. When they were filming it, one of the stunts they did was uh, Poopies jumped the shark. Like, you know the old jump the shark from, like, Happy Days? He literally put on water skis and jumped over a shark tank. Okay. He, he didn't make it and oh, landed fuck. in there and actually got his hand bit by a fucking shark. Fuck. And they had to pull him out and like get him onto land and then airlift him to a hospital. And you can, and now that Steve, like once I heard that, Steve was like, yeah, if you look in certain scenes of the movie, you can see Poopies has his like fucking hand wrapped up and shit. Oh, and I shit. guess it caused a whole bunch of like nerve damage and tendon damage. And he's had like four or five surgeries. And Fuck. it's and his hand is still not fixed. Like he can only move like one of his fucking fingers on his like left hand or whatever. Holy shit! Yeah. Wow. He so he got super fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Like brutally. I hope he gets a fucking pay bump for the TV show then. Yes, I was like, yeah, you'd have to <clears throat> listen to him on Stevo's podcast. But it was uh, hearing all this stuff. I was like, man did not realize like how bad a bunch of these guys had it. Like some of them were okay. Like that Jasper guy, he, I guess he came from impractical jokers or one of those like joke shows. Like that's how Tremaine knew him because Tremaine was like a producer on one of those joke shows. So that's kind of how Jasper got in. And then Rachel Wolfson, like she's a stand up comic. So she's, you know, got her other shit going on aside from jackass, but like that poor poopies guy, man, like him and Zach, didn't have like a whole lot going on. They weren't like super famous. They didn't have any of that kind of stuff and got SAG minimum. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when the movie takes like two years to film and come out, that 60 grand is gone before you know it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I thought that, it, was, it was all fascinating to me. I, I'll have to go and find that podcast because now I really want to listen to it. So. Well, at, at least he's got hopefully some paychecks coming from the TV show. So. Yeah, hopefully. He definitely deserves it. Yeah. What else have we got here? 
to hear some sad news. Apparently yeah. Krasinski is not coming back after season four of fucking Jack Ryan. Yeah, I figured it was just a matter of time. Which makes sense, because, like, you're not going to tie Krasinski into, like, a fucking seven-season TV show. The dude's pretty big. So. Yeah, well, th- now with him doing all, like, the writing and directing and stuff, too, like, I just, I don't think he has the time commit for that kind of stuff. And he's going to be in Marvel, right? So. Yeah, he is. Did you watch Doctor Strange yet? I haven't seen it yet. Mother and then I fuck. I thought about going to it, and then I saw that it comes out on VOD in, like, two weeks, and I was like, I'm just going to watch it at home. But I, I know most of the cameos that showed up just because, like, rumors that were coming out beforehand, and then I saw a few on social media and was like, okay, those were confirmed, so. Yeah, well, so him as Mr. Fantastic looked amazing in that fucking yep. film, and I cannot yep. wait for them to do a new Fantastic Four reboot. Yeah, yeah. The only, uh, so with him leaving the Jack Ryan show, the only, like, nugget of good news I found in this article is Michael Pena is coming in for season four as, uh, Ding Chavez, which is a character in the, like, Tom Clancy universe, and he's basically part of Rainbow Six. So my hope is, if they're gonna end, like they're saying, Jack Ryan will end after season four. Then we're gonna get Rainbow Six. And we might get a Michael Pena spinoff, which, like, I hear that and I'm like, please give me a Rainbow Six show. That would be amazing. Yeah, I would be into that. Yeah. And, like, I think I've said this, I think we've talked about this before, but it's like, if someone did, like, a somewhat interconnected, like, Tom Clancy, like, TV show universe thing, it would be amazing. Yeah. So, and there's so much source material, like... If they can do that right, like, fucking sign me right up. It just sucks we won't get Krasinski because he was, he killed that role. So. Yeah, but I mean, if they do spin this off into a bigger Tom Clancy universe, yeah, he you won't tie him down for a full season, but I mean, you can't rule him out for popping into episodes as cameos, right? True. And, like, they could easily do it because, like, in the books, he ends up becoming president because, yeah. So, like, you could pop in as, you know, shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, here's a cameo. Like, there's tons of shit where you can get him into... There's tons of books where he is basically a cameo in the book, so... But I'm just glad someone is finally doing something with the fucking Tom Clancy shit. Like, we got Jack Ryan, which is a banger, and it seems like they're actually... Like, alright, we'll do some spinoffs, so, like... I just... I like that we're finally getting shit in that universe, because if it's done right... You get Jack Ryan, which is great. Yeah, but I'm starting to get really annoyed with these TV shows that do really well and these massive breaks. Yeah. Like, I think Game of Thrones set the precedent, and then all of a sudden Westworld was, you know, one to two years in between seasons, and then Ozark was a couple years or a year and a bit between seasons, and Stranger Things was like two or three years in between seasons, and it's... I don't know, yeah. man. I... Those shows that they're doing this to are obviously shows that, like, they're building up excitement and people can't wait. And then when, like, news drops that they're getting a new season, they're all hyped and people flood in to watch it. But it would be really, really, really nice for a group of people to not do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, the more more it, it works out this way, then the more the studios are like, okay, cool. So, yeah, we'll just... 
we'll do this. We'll put this one on hold for two years. We'll work on some of this other stuff. We'll get back to it whenever. Like, we need people to not flood in so the numbers are shit. And then it's yeah. like, well, why are the numbers shit? And it's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe because you waited two years between seasons and people just lost fucking interest. Yeah. And so, I, I don't know. Have you watched any of the new Stranger Things? All of it. Okay, I still have two left. But the fucking weird result of that is like, as I'm watching it, it's like these half of these kids no longer look like kids. They look like they're fucking 21. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, and the other half are passable. And it's just like, but it's like, it, that dude's 6'1. Like, he ain't a kid no more. Yeah. You know, so it's like, yeah. So the only thing I'll say is like, as much of a break that we got with Stranger Things. I love how all of these episodes are basically like an hour and a half long. Like, they're long. Yeah, that's been kind of nice, but that doesn't make up for the fact that I had to wait years for it. True. And it would make sense if they're doing, like, you know, Godfather-esque, where they're waiting years between doing sequels or whatever because they need the characters to naturally age. It's like, oh, no, this takes place, like, three months after the events of, like, the last fucking season of Stranger Things. Although, yep. like, four years has passed in the real world. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Stranger Things so far? Because I'm loving it. I mean, I still have two left to finish, but... Yeah, so obviously not loving it enough, or you would have been done, because it's been out for more than a week now. But, I mean, that's neither here nor there now, is it? I've been trying to sneak it in. I'm I'm been a big fan. But, all, of course, yeah. all of the crazy reveals and stuff I want to talk about happened in the last two goddamn episodes. So, okay. there's not a whole lot I can talk about. All right, fair enough. I don't like the sure. the whole separation. I don't know. I don't know what it is about shows and like maybe it's just like a weird like OCD thing I have or I don't know what, but like having her and 11 and the and her two boys move to California and then all this shit starts going down so you have like these characters are on this side of the country, these characters are still over here. They're not really talking like they should. And then Hopper's yeah. over in fucking Russia. So, like, you have yeah. these three core groups of characters and, like, I don't know, the, part of, the, like, the allure and the magic of the show is they all work together and, like, they feed off each other's lines and, like, they, they work really well. Like, the character chemistry is phenomenal. But you have them fractioned into three different things. But now you have to tell three different stories. It was the problem I had with the Big Bang Theory because I really enjoyed that show for the first however many seasons. But yeah. then when they kept adding main character after main character after main character. Like it's like once they made uh like given Raj his own spin off and then they added Bernadette and then her and Howard had their own spin offs as a couple, but also a spin off as individual characters and then Penny's more and more of a focal point every season and then Amy Farrah Fowler comes along. Like so you just have all these characters and then granted Stranger Things is like an hour apiece an episode right now. But it yep. just it it's reminiscent of Big Bang Theory to me, where like the whole reason that show turned to junk for me was you would tune in for a twenty two minute episode, but it was literally like you get a one and a half minute scene with this character, and then it has to flash over to this character for their two minutes, and then flash over here. And every episode, you essentially had like six or seven different storylines going on, with yep. no real focus on any of them because they have to try and get all of them in and close all of them up for that episode, and it just felt too sporadic and and jumbled and messy it wasn't very it wasn't coherent yeah i can see that because i've like with the ones i've seen i have definitely 
it, or it's like okay like when are they all gonna meet up like <laughs> mm-hmm. and i'm assuming that happens in the, in these final two episodes mm. maybe not who knows maybe but yeah, i guess you'll I find agree. out when you watch the last two but yes it it irritates me and it's yeah. it's it's honestly been my only sticking point like the only thing that's been rubbing me the wrong way this entire season otherwise it's been a phenomenal season yeah like seeing Eleven become unhinged, but not be able to like actually do anything about her unhinged behavior. Yep. And then like I won't spoil it, but the whole reveal of uh, Number One. Oh sure. And like what he has to do with this universe, and like his role in this this new final season, like it. Really, really fucking good. Yeah. No, I've been I've been pretty happy with it so far. Speaking God of damn. Netflix shows, did you watch all of uh, Ozark? Oh, yeah, I did. Okay, I did too. So Ozark is finally done. What did you think? You want my honest opinion? Sure. Fuck them. Oh, you didn't like it? I'm not as mad as I was as uh, coming to the conclusion of Dexter, nor am I as furious as I was when Game of Thrones concluded. But I'm not happy about it. Okay, what did you not like? The, it was honestly everything was great until the last episode. They had so much stuff going on, and then when they reached the last episode, I remember, I just like I distinctively and clear clearly remember hitting play on the final episode, the series finale, the very last one, looking at the runtime and going, "How in the fuck are they going to close all of this off in an hour? This is not possible." They've got too much happening right now, and one hour is not enough to do justice to what they need to do. And for me personally, I felt like I was completely right because it felt incredibly rushed, and it felt unprepared, and it felt sloppy. And then, don't even get me started on that fucking ending. Like, maybe they looked at the Sopranos ending and went, okay, all that controversy was good and it got people talking, but I look at the ending of Sopranos and go, that was a fucking joke. Yeah, totally. And that's how I felt about the ending of the Ozark. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Leave this up yeah. to the did they, don't they, will they, won't they fucking nonsense. That's not what I wanted. I wanted them all to either die or tackle this drug cartel and move to Chicago, but there's no closure. You're just left. Okay, so obviously, like, you got some kind of closure where you're like, okay, so these kids are obviously on the path to being as psychotic as their fucking parents. Well, yeah, because, I mean, the final scene is the kid fucking shooting that guy. Well, we right? don't know so. for sure if the kid shot the guy. Well, you hear the gunshot, don't you? Yeah, but you don't know if the kid pulled the trigger. No. You don't know if the cop pulled out a gun. You don't know if the parents took the gun from him. True, true. It's, it's all left up to your imagination. You decide what the ending is. I don't true. like it. I don't like that nonsense. <laughs> I wanted enough. a clear-cut ending. I would have been probably 50% happier with that ending if I did see the kid pull the trigger, blast that guy away, and the final scene is the whole family like, ah, sure. gotta bury another yeah. body. Sure, yeah. So, yeah, the series as a whole was outstanding. It was a phenomenal series from start up until almost finish. The last episode yeah. for me, like, it left, a, again, not as bad as some other TV series, but... It left a sour taste in my mouth, and I I almost feel insulted. Like, I almost feel insulted by it. Like, that's how I felt after Dexter when they gave us that, like, 
Dexter Lumberjack nonsense. Oh yeah. I I felt insulted. Like as sure. a fan of the show and like Dexter ran for what, eight seasons? I don't know. Something a, like that, yeah. A long fucking time at an yeah. hour apiece and you know, fifteen to twenty episodes a season. Like I put a lot of time into watching Dexter. So yeah. for that kind of ending, I felt as a fan, I felt ripped off and I felt like they treated me poorly. Yeah. And that's how I felt walking away from Ozark, which is a shame because I was so excited for it. Yeah. Like I had extremely high expectations. I was incredibly pumped for it. Couldn't wait. And like everything up until that final episode was fantastic. Like the drama got more intense. Like those, those critical moments had you on your edge of your seat. Like, fuck, how's this going to play out? What's going to happen? And then, yeah, the conclusion was just incredibly poorly done in my opinion. Yeah, I I have some of the same thoughts. Like, I, I don't know that they're as strong as yours, but at the end of it, I would, like, the final episode ended, and I was like, huh, all right. I, that's not the ending I would have done. <laughs> you know, it was just like, okay, all right. No, so, it, yeah, it was, yeah. It felt, <clears throat> I don't know, unimaginative? Yeah. Like, it felt like the... To me, and I'm not a writer on the show, so I mean, I can't s- sit there and tell you what this group of people were sitting there spitballing with each other. <clears throat> but to me, it felt like they took the easy way out, where they were yep. like, okay, if we just leave this up to the audience, then we don't have to give them a definitive. Because if we give a cut and dry, you know, a la like Walter White dies at the end of Breaking Bad, then like that's it. Walter White's dead. There's no questioning if he gets to keep running his empire and how he turns out like we're giving you like this is the end point there's no you know solve your own mystery choose your own adventure here and so when they go with this choose your own adventure style ending where it's like well it's up to you to imagine what happens from here going on to me it feels like a cheap fucking cop out of an ending where the writers are like I don't want to piss off this group and I don't want to piss off this group so let's just throw a generalized out there and it's going to land with at least half the audience and then everyone can debate and we can just brush our hands of it and be like, I don't know, guys, what do you think? Because we're creative. And to me, it's yeah. not creative at all. Yeah. It's That's taking fair. the fucking easy way out. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. The ending definitely left a bunch to be desired. That's for sure. Yeah. And everything else, though, like I said, was fine. Like, yeah. hey, Ruth got fucking got. All right, yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I love the character of Ruth, but yeah. I mean, honestly, that the whole season, I was just sitting there going like, someone's going to pop her. Who's going to pop her yep. and when is this going to happen? Yep. Like, And then, yeah, it plays on the heartstrings like, oh, she's kind of going clean and she's got money and she's like building this house and she's going to, you know, lay down her roots and start her life over again after all this trauma and all this terrible stuff that, ironically, she constantly blames the Bird family for, but it's like, you chose to get into all yeah. of this and every time yeah, sketchy you, shit happened you chose to stick it out and then when yeah. you had an out you chose to get involved with Dar- darlene snell like i have no yeah. sympathy for you it's not like oh me these bad things happened you brought on all of these bad things like you made your bed <laughs> yeah <laughs> now, right. now fucking lie in your dirt bed yep so that that i was okay with yeah yeah the the last season like as a whole pretty good it was like more ozark and it was like everything you wanted and then it's kind of like you said just just like that final episode and how they ended it was like all right 
thanks for that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I would easily put it in, like, my top five worst series finales of all time. True. Personally. Sure. Like, it, it, it's in there with fucking Dexter and Game of Thrones, and I'd have to give more thought as to who the other ones are, but it would, it would easily reach top five. Sure, sure. Speaking of things that are ending, they're finally going to kill Riverdale. Oh, thank God. I, did, I didn't see that article in there, but man. Yep. Don't even, like, hmm. I'm and a couple. with season seven. I'm a couple episodes behind, but, like, it's getting so bad. And I say that every time I bring up Riverdale, because I keep I watching know. the episodes, but I'm committed. So, like, I'm going to follow this fucking show through till the end. But it is getting every every time, and I always say this whenever we talk about it. I go, I don't know how the show can get any worse or any more outlandish, but it it does, and mm-hmm. it it it's wild to me that it had such. The first two seasons were really good. That's what Honestly, it should have stuck as. That you could say that about almost all of the CW shows, with a few exceptions. But like I've found that like a lot of those CW shows like. The first couple of seasons, I'm like, this is great. And then, like, the latter half of the seasons, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, I so. don't I don't watch a lot of the CW shows. And, like, the ones that I did watch, a la Supernatural and Smallville, yeah, started off strong. And then they had their weak, weird seasons in between. But they all ended, sure. in my opinion, fairly strong. Like, I was, yeah. I was very happy with the ending yeah. of Supernatural and Smallville. Riverdale, on the, Riverdale on the other hand, man, like it's just fucking insane. Like I'm trying to remember what the last couple of episodes I watched are. Cause like now they all have superpowers and they're starting to discover more and more of the town is superpowers. Tabitha. That was, the last, that was the last update you told me was like, they all had superpowers. Yeah. Well, the three main did like Betty, Archie and Jughead all had superpowers. Archie was basically Superman. Betty had the ability to see evil through, like, auras around people, and Jughead could read minds. That's right. That's but then right. you find out that, like, the main character who's slowly changing Riverdale and pissing this core group of people off, you find out that he is, like, literally a supervillain, where he can also read minds and force people to, like, he can get in their minds and, like, Professor X them and, like, make them do stuff oh, sure. like, through suggestive thought. So you're like, okay, cool, this has turned into a superhero fucking show where these three superheroes now have to f- defeat the supervillain. But then they don't stop there. Then they start for no reason whatsoever giving other characters superpowers. So like Tabitha Tate, who is the granddaughter of Pop Tate, who owns Pop's Chocolate okay. Shop, sure. she's running the, the chocolate store now. She comes okay. into town at the beginning of this season and like Pop's her grandpa and she moved from Chicago and she wants to run the family business. Well, now she has superpowers. Oh, yes, this is where I wanted to talk to you about. So her superpower is she gets shot, and right before she gets shot, she, like, disappears. Okay. Because her superpower is she can travel to different multiverses. Oh, fuck off. Are they straight up fucking Riverdale's like, all right, we got superheroes. The writers saw fucking... Doctor Strange and Spider-Man, and they're like, what if we had a multiverse? Yes. Fuck. Of course. So, initially, it starts off that she can time travel. She gets shot, all of a sudden, she wakes up in, like, the 60s. And this 
super villain is there in Riverdale in the 60s and he's trying to bring the town down and she ends up stopping him. And then she time jumps and she's like the whole episode it's like the 50s and then she time jumps to like the 60s then the 70s then the 90s and then she jumps back to her own time. But then instead of like fully explaining it she has a conversation with Jughead and she's like Jughead you are the one who brings this guy down and Jughead's like okay well let's go do it and she's like I don't know how though and and th- she pulls a fucking straight up Doctor Strange thing where she tell admits to Jughead that she can jump through timelines and shit and Jughead's like well how many times like out of all these points that you've jumped to like how many times do I win and she's like I've I've been to 2,257. Oh, fuck off. Yeah. So they straight up, like, ripped the line out of Endgame. straight (laughs) up pulled Doctor Strange's line, where she's been to over 2,000 different multiverses or timelines, whatever you want to call them, and out of all of them, Jughead beats this guy, like, one time. Yeah, like, straight ripped out of fucking Marvel. Like, fucking right out of Marvel. And then that wasn't enough, so Cheryl gets a fever, crawls into bed. She has a night nurse there to take care of her because her fever won't go down. And then she wakes up in the morning, and the nurse has completely disintegrated into ash, except for his ankles. His his feet are still in the shoes, but the rest of him is just ash in a chair where he was sitting. So then we learn that Cheryl's superpower, she's a pyromancer. So her body builds up extreme heat and she has to discharge that heat so that she doesn't burn up. So she literally starts fucking fires by building up temperature in her body and then shooting this this extreme heat out of her body. So she's a pyromancer. All right, sure. Yeah, and then who is the other fucking superpower? Oh, and then we find out Veronica is dating Reggie. They break up. And uh, the supervillain at one point calls her, like, the fucking Black Widow or something like that. And um, uh, she finds out her superpower is she has, like, poison running through her entire body. So if she kisses someone, she gives off more venom than a Black Widow spider. Cause oh, she fuck ends, off. She ends up hooking up with some dude, like, on the rebound and decides she's going to have this, like, one-night stand. They hook up and then wake up the next morning and he's dead. And that's when she finds out that she, her body emits venomous poison. So she is now oh, the fuck. Black Widow. Fuck off. Oh, and like, so Lindsay, when we watch it, a lot of the time, like I'm sitting there going like shaking my head and rolling my eyes at the stupidity that's going on screen. And she just kind of goes along with it and like, oh, it's a TV sure. show, whatever. So yeah. the first time she ever kind of like shot me this look like, what the fuck? was they're having a town hall because they're trying to run a, a monorail through town and the main station's going to be where Pops is, so they're trying to demolish Pops. Sure. So they go to have this town, like this private town council meeting. And for some reason, the town council meeting gets hosted at Veronica's Casino. Because in case I didn't update you, Veronica owns and runs a casino now. Okay. Well... If you're having like a, a, you know, people who sit on the board of the town kind of meeting, then you would expect it to be a small meeting with the people who sit on the board of the town. Yeah. No, they decide to have this meeting at the casino and everyone is there. Okay. So there's hundreds of people there who have nothing to do with like the town council and shit. For some reason, they're there. And Veronica talked prior to this about how she's going to give this presentation to stop something. And her presentation 
was getting on the stage of the casino and singing and dancing to Britney Spears' Toxic. Okay. And it just completely out of place, and there's, like, one scene where, like, I swear, like, the guy who plays Archie, KJ Appa? Sure, yeah. While they're filming this scene, I swear to God, he decided he was just going to be, like, stupid and goofy, and he started doing these, like, stupid dance moves and, like, mouthing off to the words, and the creators of the show were like, oh, that's good, I'm going to keep that in. But it looks (laughs) so fucking out of place. Like I'm, oh my god! Like I'm gonna see if this fucking clip is on YouTube because you need to just you need to see, okay, how bad it is. Holy shit! Yeah, it's on. It's if you go to YouTube and type in Riverdale Toxic. Okay. And it'll be the very first video. It's like two minutes and 20 seconds long. All right, let's see this. What the fuck? Yeah, so this is at this, like, secret fucking town hall meeting. What? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, and just just oh, wait. Oh, there's his dancing. Oh, my God. Yeah, did you okay. see it? Yeah, Okay. Oh, oh man. Fuck. It's yeah. What has this show become? And then it's at the become end, a meme. And then it's it, become a meme at this point. And then at like the end of her like stupid little fucking dance and stuff like that, she's just like, and that was my presentation. And I'm like, what the fuck are you it wasn't that wasn't a presentation? Like what are you trying to it, it, <laughs> It's it's getting so so she's like right into this. She's like, okay, well now that I know that I'm the problem, I am calling my she's calling herself like the black widow or some fucking stuff, and it's like Oh, my okay. God. Well, thankfully, you only have to put up with it for a little bit longer. <laughs> and then they're yeah, a whole another season, man. I know. So how... Okay, so here's the question. Is how fucking ridiculous is it going to get knowing that they're going to end? Like, are they just going to fully go, like, completely off the rails? I mean, they already kind of have, but, like... How the fuck are they going to end that show? Well, if they know they're only going to do one more fucking season, I'm going to, and I have, I'm like two or three, three episodes behind now, I guess, probably at least three, if not four, because that was episode 16. So this season's got to be coming to a close. So I'm guessing they don't wrap up this bullshit superhero shit this season. I think they drum up like some more fucking nonsensical filler episodes and then go, okay, season seven will be, you know, our fucking Avengers Endgame. Sure. That's that's my best guess. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But, like, you know how my ongoing theory for the longest time was to save money? The creators of Riverdale were just hiring people out of, like, the Vancouver Film School. Sure. And getting them to fucking write with no writing experience? Sure. I, I've moved past that. I like my, my, my new theory now... Is that the director guy or like the guy who owns the rights who runs this whole show? That showrunner oh, that dude, super weird guy, yeah, yeah, the creepy, creepy dude. Now that you know and watch the show and see him sexualizing sixteen-year-olds, how incredibly creepy this fucking guy is. Yeah, yeah, that guy. My new theory is that he goes around Vancouver and Surrey and like the surrounding areas 
and pops into schools and be like, hey, I'm a showrunner. And like, you know, kind of like show and tell, bring your dad to work day. Yeah. Kind of like that, where he's like a guest speaker in schools. And while he's there, he'll ask if people have watched Riverdale and what they would like to see. And the kids go, oh, it'd be super cool if I saw this. And he writes these all down in a notepad. And that's what he bases these episodes off of. And I I'm guessing it. he has never visited a class like above grade five. No, I'll, I'll believe it. That makes sense. Fucking Riverdale. It's. It hurts, man. It, it, it hurts and it sucks because I, I feel like a lot of the people in that show are actually really good actors. But I feel like a lot of them are going to get so fucking pigeonholed when this stupid fucking series is done that this is going to do more damage than good to their careers. Oh, probably. Probably. Like That's the, why you saw all the older people get the fuck out. Yeah. When, like, they were like, all right, my contract is up after this season. I am not renewing. Well, some of, like, the Kelly Ripa's husband there, who oh, played yeah, Veronica's yeah. dad, he stuck around way longer than I think he should have. It must have been like, well, this is just an easy show and I only have to be there a couple months a year and then I can stay at home with the family and, you know, the wife still does the fucking live show so it's not like we need money. But, like, yep. you look at some of the other, like, established, like, look at, like, Skeet Ulrich. Like, yep. Man, he should have got out of there fucking sooner. Yeah, totally. And I got to imagine, like, rest in peace had he not passed that, uh, oh, no. Archie's dad. Why can't I think of his name now? Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name either. Yeah, but oh, I, yeah. I have to imagine at this point, like, if he hadn't passed away, him being in the industry for as long as he did would have been like, what the fuck are you guys doing? I'm out. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing yep. this anymore. Yep. Yeah, you would think. So, yeah, that's... It's so bad, man. And I say that every time I talk about my updates on Riverdale and I talk about how it's gotten even stupider than it was before and that this has to be the lowest of the low. And I'm going to say it again. Like, this is the stupidest I've ever seen it. This is the lowest I've ever seen it. This is the most nonsensical and fucking wild I've ever seen it. And it is more than, like, a hot garbage fire. Like, there is nothing to the show. I keep fucking watching it beyond my better judgment but they always seem to set the bar lower like every every time dude and i don't yep. think i've ever watched a show where i see them not just like every season or every mid-season but every single episode they manage to fucking push that bar further into the ground yep like they're so f the bar is so low right now i don't even think james cameron himself can pull it up oh probably not I don't think anyone can. Like the show's just doomed. We're deeper than the Marianas Trench at this point. Yep. Like it's. Yep. I don't know. That's my Riverdale rant. I don't fucking get it, but I'm gonna keep watching it because I'm a fucking idiot. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Good TV shows that I watched. That first. The first part of the last season of Better Call Saul finished up. That hasn't that ended yet. Well, they did the bullshit thing where they split it into two parts. Oh yeah. So like the, f the first part ended like two weeks ago or something like that, and I think in July or something is when the second part hits. But that show is still fucking amazing. I mean, it's still like fucking as good as always. And I yeah, 
I know you haven't really watched it, but <clears throat> any of it, yeah. I think I watched a part of the first season, and I don't know, it just didn't hook me. And that was like way back when it first came out, years and years and years ago. And then now it's at the point where it's just so much of a time commitment that it's it's getting the lost treatment where it's like, I'd love yeah. to watch Lost. I hear great things, but I don't have the time to watch, you know, yeah. 24 hours per season at 10 fucking seasons. That's fair. But it's it, it's very similar to like Breaking Bad where it's like every episode and every season. I'm just like, this is it. This is getting better the more I watch it. So. But yeah, that's fair. It's a bit of a time commitment. But. Most of the stuff on this list I haven't actually seen yet. Like, I did see The Staircase, but I watched that, like, that's that's not new. That's been out for a while. So, this is the uh, the dramatization of it on HBO with... Uh, oh, man. I didn't even know that yeah. was a thing. Yeah. Which uh, has... Uh, and it's pretty much all out. I think there's only, like, one episode left. Um, But it's been fucking... It's been, like, really fucking good. You should definitely check it out. Yeah, it's got Colin Firth. And uh, that redheaded girl from Game of Thrones. And it's got uh, Dane DeHaan. Gosh darn it. Yeah. And most of it is out now. I think there's only like one one or two more episodes that haven't aired. But it's, as a dramatization of it, it has been fucking, like, it's really, really good. So. Okay, well, I will check that out. Because I watched the documentary. Yeah. But like I said, like that yeah, that came out a long time ago. Yeah. There is I wish you I can't wait to talk about it with you because there's how they do certain scenes and stuff is like super fucking well done. Where I was just like, Holy shit, that's a really smart way of doing that. Well, I have a ma- I have a seven hour bus ride ahead of me on Wednesday, so I'll uh Okay. I'll get the whole fucking season and I'll catch up. Fair. Yeah, it's it's really good, and it's just, I mean, Colin Firth and, like, all the people are just, mm-hmm. they're fucking great. And, like, if you can tell, like, a few of them, like, how they have them, like, they look very similar to some of the people in the documentary, like, especially, uh, like, the lawyer. Like, I look at him, and I'm like, you look fucking strikingly similar to the guy that was actually in real life. Like, they did a really good job with that. Mm. So, so, yeah, it's okay. good. It's on the list. I will get that one burned up. And then I checked out two documentaries, which were kind of, this first one was, this, it's this Amazon one. It's a Canadian case. The Unsolved like Murder this, of Beverly Lynn? Yeah, and it kind of sucked. Like, it, by the end <laughs> okay. of it, I was, by the, by the end of it, I was like, I don't know what the point of this documentary is. Like, because there's this weird thing of like, maybe some wrongful conviction of like an undercover <laughs> operation or something. And then at the end of it, they, like, I, I don't know, like, I, it was one of those documentaries where, like, I don't know if you've ever seen them, where there's, like, you end it and you're, like, I didn't get any resolution out of what you were trying to tell me, so I don't understand why you did it, mm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It was, like, one of those. Um, And then I watched this other one, which is Netflix, I think. Yeah, the so Three Mile Island one? I almost started yeah. that the other night when I was laying in bed. But then I was it's just, like... Pretty- super tired so it's like fuck like i actually do kind of want to see this i don't want to put it on and drift off it's actually pretty good it because it shows it's like uh like a nuclear like basically kind of meltdown thing that happened in the states and like how the company was like actively trying to like cover up like kind of some of the shit that happened 
it was actually super interesting um and there's like parts where like this dude like they're actively trying to get people fired because they were talking about it and like there's parts where like this one guy's like going to work and he's like i've never had a random security check before and i found a mysterious bag of drugs in my car this morning that i didn't have Mm -hmm. and now like so it's like yeah there's like some actually like interesting like cover-up and they actually interview like some of the people that worked as management at the plant and like in the interviews they're like actively fucking being like no we never did any of that like they're just straight up like it's interesting okay it's worth a watch yeah all right well i will add that one to the list too I didn't watch Adam Pro. I don't know what it is. I like Ryan Reynolds, but like I watched the trailer and I don't know. I just, I looked at it and went, I don't know if I can watch that. I, it was actually really good. Really? Yeah. It, it was kind of akin to like, uh, not as good as like Free Guy, but it was like kind of one of those movies where it's like, here's Ryan Reynolds in like a feel good action movie. Really? That is, yeah. And it's, yeah. And, like, the chemistry with the kid that he's acting with is, like, really good. And, yeah, it was, like, it was actually, like, I had a really, really good time with it. I was like, that's solid. If you like Ryan Reynolds kind of being Ryan Reynolds in an action-type movie, check it out. Hmm. I think the last yeah. movie I watched on Netflix was The Bubble. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. Which Did you ever end up watching that yet? No, I haven't had a chance yet. Man. And that one, that's one of my favorite movies of 2022. Yeah, I've been meaning to check it out. I just haven't got around to it. I did see Free Solo a long time ago. Okay, I had never seen that before. And I just came across like a social media feed or something like that. And I was like, I really want to check this out. Cause it was anxiety inducing, man. Yeah, like I, I was watching it like, and just he's got nothing. If he falls, like he's just so fucked. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it's- yeah. Yeah, he gives me the heebie-jeebies, like, picturing some of those, like, scenes of him climbing up there, and it's just like, man, like... Oh, yeah. What if you you get tired halfway up, or, like, you just, you grab the wrong fucking rock, it looks like it's stable, but it's not, like... Yeah, it it was fucking insane, like, how they filmed it, and, like, you just see, like... Fuck, and how quick he goes sometimes, where it's just like, man, that's... Yeah, the camera angles where they pan it down, and it's like, yeah, you're like the size of a fucking skyscraper up, and he's just like, yeah, no big deal. It's just, it, anxiety is like you're looking at it, you're just like, man, if you fucking slip, like, oh fuck, it it was crazy. I don't know, I must have missed it when it first came out, but yeah, yeah, because that came out a while ago. Because he's been on yeah. Rogan's podcast a few times. Oh sure, yeah, he's a fascinating guy. He's so, like. There has to be something wrong inside his head that, like, I don't know. I, or I'm just a, a massive pussy. I don't, like, it, honestly, no. it's probably more so on the latter, but, like, no. no even with, the, like, if, fucking even, ropes, man. Like, I wouldn't make that climb if there, if I was connected to a helicopter above. So, like, if I fell, I just, like, swung a couple feet and yep. could be, like, lifted up immediately to safety. Like, no, I still wouldn't do it. Nope. I couldn't do nope. it. Me neither. Like, as I'm watching this, like, yeah, and I, they even kind of talk about, like, in the documentary, like, I think they, they, where he is all but saying, like, yeah, I'm just, like, I'm, I'm, I'm built different. <laughs> I understand that. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you fucking totally are, because, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Fucking insane. 
this. Some of the fucking, like, the way he's got to, like, contort his body to, like, grab a certain handhold, like, you're watching this, even when he's practicing on ropes, and then he falls, and it's just like, you're gonna do this without ropes? Like, are you fucking insane? And then when it comes up, because he has no set day when he wants to climb, it's like, they're basically talking about, and it's like, one morning he's just gonna wake up and be like, today's the day. And he fucking just walks out of the van one day, and he's like, yep, we're going. And everyone's like, all right. <laughs> it's just like, fuck. No, thank you. No. I will I will watch this from the comfort of my couch at home. Can you imagine <laughs> being that. like someone on that film crew where you're like, there's so many things that could go wrong. And like, if something goes wrong, he's dying. So like, you're going into this knowing that there's a, like a 50, 50 sh- real shot that you're going to be there to witness someone die. Yeah. And, and, and they even film it. talk about that. They talk about that in the documentary because there is one point where, because some of the documentary crew has known him for like a really long time. And like they're talking about it and they're like, before we started this project, we had to sit down and have some like really like kind of ethical questions about like, should we be doing this? Because is our presence going to make him like, is that going to throw him off his game? And mm-hmm. what happens if he falls and we fucking film this dude dying? You know, it's like, should we even do any of this? And it, yeah, so it's it's fucking insane. Like, some people are just built differently. <laughs> yeah, and okay, so this led me down a weird rabbit hole. Is I was like, because I think I was on TikTok, I saw him or something like that, and then of course the algorithm was like, oh, you you want to see people climbing stuff? And I was like, yeah, sure. Led me down a rabbit hole of people that do urban skyscraper climbing, like kind of like Tom Cruise in that Mission Impossible movie, and oh, also yeah. do it without gear. And they're just like shimmied in between windows. And I'm like, that's a whole nother level of like illegal. And like, there was like barely anything to grab on. It's climbing on like glass. It's like fucking insane. Not only that, but like you're, if you're like free climbing the side of a fucking building and you do fall, like not only are you as good, you're you're dead. But like if someone's just, you know, oh fuck, I'm going to go get some coffee during my coffee break here. And you come down and land on them like. Yeah. Now you just killed other people. Yeah, totally. Like, it's this fucking insane group that are, like, doing, like, urban climbs in fucking cities, and I'm like, that is fucking a uh, whole nother level of fucking stupid, too. Like, it's just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, no. It's a hard pass for me. Yeah. But, yeah, that documentary is fucking great. And, like what you said, just unnerving to watch. else we got fucking memory so i thought fucking liam neeson was done with these action movies <laughs> yeah you bet there's one every year man I well d- i thought like, i don't even like I thought he's, until you just I, said liam neeson i didn't even remember that this was his latest fucking stupid liam neeson action movie uh, yeah so like fucking it can't, okay so it was actually like not bad it, it like it was better than a lot of his other ones that he's done lately that were just straight up fucking garbage like this one was actually like not terrible but like now that i think about it i also don't remember how it ends so that kind of speaks to the quality of it yeah fair but yeah essentially it's about a fucking liam neeson is a hitman and he's losing his memory so he's like killing people but then he like doesn't remember why he's doing it and that's kind of the tagline of the movie. So, and my, then I, go ahead. Go ahead. And then, like the uh, from what I remember, the main story is like 
he suddenly remembers that he doesn't take jobs where he kills kids, and then he like goes on a rampage killing people that hired him. I think. So, yeah. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but I I vaguely recall years ago he said he was done doing this type of stuff. Yeah. So, do oh. we have like another like Bruce Willis situation where he's like, oh, you know, I don't have a whole lot. Like, I know something's wrong, and it's just a matter of time. So I'm just going to sign on and do these, like, pseudo-mini-blockbuster-esque theatrical films every year, keep the paychecks coming in because they're going to come to a halt soon? I or, don't know. Or do you think he's just like, man, I, I do these movies. I don't really have to, like, play different characters. Like, I can really just play myself, essentially, and just, you know, run Wait, different pink. lines. Yeah, like, I don't have to put a whole lot of, like, character work into the roles that I'm playing. So he finds it easy yeah. and like just genuinely finds it fun. So just keeps doing them. I don't know. Cause like I could have swore like it was a couple of years ago where he was like, yeah, I, I, like I'm done doing these movies. Like I, I don't like it anymore. Like I don't, and they're, they're just keep coming. So it's like, I don't know. Maybe that is like what you're saying where he's just like, Hey, I don't really have to do anything. And they're going to slide me a couple of crisp million dollars and I can shoot this in a month and then move on. Maybe I, I don't know. I, I don't know either. It has me super duper curious because I don't quite understand the logic behind it, but I mean. No, especially when, like, I'm pretty sure he actively said, like, yeah, I'm going to stop doing these. And then it's just like, maybe dump trucks and money or changing your mind, I guess. But yeah, I, but don't, yeah. I don't know. Super weird. Yeah. And then fucking. Okay, so have you seen the Uncharted movie? Oh, yeah, Tom I Holland? have. Yeah, I have. Okay. I actually really like that movie. I thought yeah. that was a really good time. I figured when I watched it, I I remember thinking, like, fuck, this is kind of disappointing. It's not as, not as good as I was hoping it to be or expecting it to be. But instantly in my head, I went, oh, God, they're trying to give this the Fast and the Furious treatment. And then instantly I went, oh, Benny's going to fucking love this. Yep, and I sure did. Yeah. I sure did, because I went into that movie with, like, zero expectations, and I was like, you know what? And then, like, partway through the movie, I was like, all right, they're just making, like, a fucking Tomb Raider fucking over-the-top kind of thing, and I was like, yep, I'm on board for this. See, and that's this, what... That's this what, is all right. That's what made me not like it, because to me, it was like... And it's been a... And I only, to be honest, I only ever played the first, and I think I played a little bit of the second Uncharted game, so I, like... And it was years ago, because those came out, I think, on, like, PlayStation 2, maybe. Yeah. Like, I don't really remember much of the game that I played. I just remember I enjoyed playing it. But I remember thinking, like, as I was watching the movie, I'm like, fuck. They're like, it's like they're trying to be National Treasure meets Tomb Raider meets Fast and the Furious. And two of those franchises I quite enjoy, but they're very distinct in their own right. And I think when you fucking blend them all, all three of those franchises together, I don't think it works well. It's like oil and water to me. Like, I would have liked to have seen more National Treasure-esque stuff. Sure. And, like, if they did it like a National Treasure meets Tomb Raider, I would have been far more into it. But with the -the over-the-top Fast and Furious-esque fucking chases and explosions and action scenes, I was like, it's it's too much. I I felt like they... To be fair, a lot of those over-the-top action scenes are straight up in the games. So... 
Yeah, like, but it was multiple just... action scenes in that movie that they straight up ripped out of the game. Yeah, but it, it wasn't the scenes themselves. It was how oh. they were shot. Oh, sure, sure. Like, they just felt too fucking... They felt too Fast and the Furious, where it's like, okay. Like, it felt exaggerated and, dra- and like, drug out. Sure. So That's I, fair. I don't know, because I like Tom Holland, and I like yeah. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. And like the core plot of it was like intriguing and finding the ship and all that other stuff, but it's yeah, it was. I don't know. Yeah. I had that's fair. Not crazy high hopes, but I had higher expectations, and it definitely it just didn't do it for me. But it did reasonably well, so I like there. There's no way they don't do another Uncharted movie, but yeah. to me, I think most of my faith in this movie was like. <clears throat> Okay, here we go. Another shot at turning a game into a, you know, into like trans translating it into a different medium. And I don't think it did it justice. I think that this is going to be another setback in the video game to movie kind of world. And yeah. to me that hurts cuz there's so many amazing games that I would absolutely love to see get some sort of like mini series or theatrical treat like i'm i'm staying incredibly hopeful that uh the zombie one that i can't last remember. of us yeah that the last of us knocks it out of the park but there's still other ones like <clears throat> i periodically will hear like rumors on the internet that someone's debating doing like bioshock like bioshock oh, would yeah, be yeah. an amazing fucking if you did like a series or a season per game and did like a three season run and covered all three games. I think it would be amazing. Oh yeah. Well, and speaking of like TV shows getting the video game treatment, there's like three that got announced. Yeah, I see Alan Wake there, which I think that, that would one, make a great TV show. Yeah, AMC really shit the bed for me with Walking Dead and how it turned out. But I mean, I'm I'm willing to give them another go if they do mm-hmm. Alan Wake properly, because that one I think would very easily translate into a good series and i believe uh like the writers uh of alan wake and like the studio are actually like i think they're pretty involved in the in the the tv show so that also kind of gives me some faith they would have to be yeah and i the sam lake the guy who wrote alan wake and writes like all of the other kind of remedy games like he is very much involved in most of their stuff so i think he's like it's it's lined up to be like okay this will be good, and then yeah. Sony announced that like four of their fucking games are getting shows. <laughs> yeah, and like <clears throat> a Horizon Zero Dawn series and a God of War series. I don't know. I don't if know they, if you, they do them right, but like they gave Horizon to Netflix and God of War to Amazon, and I'm like. Okay, is Netflix going to fuck it up? Yeah. Because it's Netflix? Yes. I don't even need to ask that question out loud. We know the answer to that. Netflix is going to fuck it up, and it's going to get bombed after one season, or they'll painfully drag out a fucking severed corpse for three seasons and then cancel it, because nothing lasts more than three fucking seasons there. So I have no high hopes for that one, which is unfortunate, because honestly, out of the three, out of God of War, Horizon, and a Gran Turismo show, Horizon, I think would be like the most beautifully and like visually yeah. stimulating story-wise. God of War, I think that's just them trying to go, "Hey man, look, The Witcher did really good. Let's do God of War." 
which I don't know if they do God of War right like kind of like how I never played the original God of Wars I just played whatever that new one was if they kind of do a story like that and they and it's Amazon so like hopefully they'll give it the budget but like if you could make it gritty like The Witcher on Netflix where it's like hey we're not afraid to fucking hack off limbs and have some gore I think there is potential for that to be really good there could be honest like I'm, I'm <clears throat> I don't want to see anything go to Netflix. Like no. I, I like if anyone's going to put the time and like the budget into it, Amazon is going to yeah, do it way better than Netflix. I would have loved yeah. to have seen both God of War and Horizon go to Amazon, but yeah, cuz me and a buddy were talking about this that and we had both played both of the Horizon games and like we're a big fan of the franchise and it was just like we were like, yep, that, that's a shame it's going to Netflix because if you did that game adaption right, it would do gangbusters because it's fucking beautiful, colored, it's robot fucking dinosaurs. Like, you got all the makings for, you know, a really cool, like, sci-fi epic show, but give it to Netflix and it's like, oh shit, there's like a 5% chance that goes well. Yeah, I just I don't see Netflix giving it the budget, the time, and the. I just don't see Netflix doing it right, like not even a little no. bit. Like I'm, I'm calling that one fucking dead before two seasons is up. Yeah, which is unfortunate, but. Yeah, and then like Gran Turismo show, like, I, I like what what why it, like, why what is that going to be about? I was about to say like unless. Is that just going to be the fucking Need for Speed Aaron Paul movie but a TV show where you're just like... How do you even do that? Because at least with Need for Speed, there was somewhat of a fucking plot that played uh, through the fucking game. That's stretching it, but yeah. Yes, <laughs> but some of them. Like Hot Pursuit, there was like a little bit of a storyline to it. Sure. Not so much with Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo no. is like Forza. Yeah. It's, you get a car... You fucking customize your car. You race on a track. You win some stuff. You customize your car. It's it's straight. It's a racing simulator game. There's yeah. no story. There's no plot. There's no character. There's nothing. I have not even the slightest idea how they're going to turn that into a show. Uh, I have no idea. I have no idea. Because I saw that and I was like, that seems like the oddest fucking thing. It's like you said, it's, it's a fucking sim racer. Yeah, I don't. I don't see that one panning out well either, but no, I don't know. Netflix is just mm. so. Here's some other fucking Netflix stories. Apparently, they're gonna try to get into the live streaming game, which why? <laughs> because fucking Twitch is on a decline right now with the latest fucking bullshit that they've tried to pull on their creators. Sure. Like I don't like I don't know if you follow any of that stuff ever. Probably here and there, yeah. But like gistively, creators get like a cut of everything, plus they get a cut of the ad revenue. And it was and they like just reduced it. Yeah, it was like an 80-20 fucking split and then 70-30 or 80-20. It was a, it was a higher split for like the streamers themselves. And then Twitch went, "Yeah, no, we're going to make it a 50-50 split. We're not going to do this like partner program, so we're not going to pay you as much." But don't worry, you can add more ads if you want. So a bunch of the people who create on Twitch are like, okay, cool. So in order to make the same amount of money I was making before, 
I have to force more ads into my fucking channel to make up that difference. But then at the same time, as a like, hey, this is what we're going, but we're burning up all of your guys' exclusivity contracts. So you don't have to exclusively stream on Twitch anymore. And YouTube yeah. is sitting there like, you know, that meme where the guy's like rubbing his hands together and licking his lips behind the tree. Totally. Yeah, totally. like YouTube is going to come out a fucking champion on this because like why? Like, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of creators that are probably won't move just because they have such a base on Twitch. But sure. The, a lot of the big ones are moving to YouTube mm-hmm. and a lot of the newer ones that are up and coming are starting on YouTube and then like simulcasting onto Twitch so they can cover both. But like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I think this is Twitch. like the beginning of the fucking end for fucking Twitch. But so yeah. Netflix though, deciding they're going to get into live streaming. This, this kind of blows my mind because Microsoft who's worth far more and has far more fucking like way more money than Netflix does. Like yep. Microsoft they, is a fucking behemoth. And they got into it and realized they need to get out. Yeah, they dumped disgusting, like, billions into Mixer, their own live streaming platform. And it, I don't even know if it lasted a full fucking year before yeah, they pulled the plug on it. Because they realized that, like, hey, this is a really hard game to get into. So, it's, like, when I read, like, because, yeah, I agree with, like, with the Twitch stuff, like, when they announced that stuff, I remember seeing, like, that Eric Andre meme where he, like, shoots himself and he's, and it was, like, Twitch going, like, why did why is everyone leaving Twitch? And it's because they shot themselves. Yeah, you know. So it's and then I look at Netflix and it's like, okay, like, yeah. If you look bit, like more live stream platforms, it's like you said, like YouTube's YouTube is just licking their lips because they're like, oh yeah, come over, you know. But it's like, how long till Netflix just like cancels whatever fucking live stream thing like they do well, everything else after a year? Like YouTube always made sense to me because most of the people who are on Twitch. They'll stream on Twitch, but they post their fucking clips on YouTube. So you have people going to YouTube anyway. So why not stream it, post it, and do everything on YouTube? You're all in one spot. You don't have to go anywhere. You can sign exclusivity contracts. You can get guaranteed payouts like Valkyrie and a bunch of those other people who've moved over to YouTube. Like You can get guaranteed minimum payouts every year for those like top streamers. And then everything is in-house. You don't have to cross-platform fuck all. Yep. And you have more control and more freedom. Like it, like I don't, this is, yeah, it's actually interesting because I was the other night, I was just watching like some random Twitch stuff and some guy was talking because someone was like, well, like how, like what's the best way to get into Twitch? And the guy straight up, he was like, don't start with Twitch. Just like start with YouTube. You'll, you'll get better money and you'll get discovered better. He was like, just because of how YouTube is formatted. And how, like, when you open up YouTube, it'll give you, like, hey, check out these people because you watched this. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, on Twitch, you just open it up, and it's whatever the top person is. There's no, like, layout saying, hey, check out all these other ones. It's usually just, like, here's the top person right now, and you click it or you don't. And yeah, so, like, well, even some people on Twitch are, like, start on YouTube and then just do Twitch later on as, like, side money almost. It was, yeah. Well, that makes sense because if you've, I don't know if you've ever actually, like, gone on Twitch before and, like, checked out any of this stuff, but, like, if you click like, oh, Apex, I want to see who's playing Apex. The people at the top, it it displays uh, streamers by their current yep. view count. Yep. So if you've got and thousands you're... of views, you're at the fucking top. And if you don't have many, you're buried at the bottom. And if there's 20,000 people playing Apex, you know, yep. you're not breaching like the top thousand. 
realistically yeah, like, for like most people. Yeah, and like where I've found like that issues like where YouTube is way better than that. So like if I like some guy on Twitch and I'm like I kind of want more similar shit like this from other people, you've got to go like two layers deep in Twitch to find like a recommended for you. Like when you click on a game, right? Because you'll click mm -hmm. on it and it's exactly like you said. It's like here's the top someone with forty thousand views or whatever the fuck. And then you go like one layer deep and it's like recommend stuff based on what I watch. And then you start to get like, okay, here's these other people that I want to check out that are like lower. YouTube will just default give you that when you open YouTube. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, it, it makes sense. Yeah. But I don't but, know how Netflix is ever like thinks in a million years they're going to like, man, now that Ozark is completely wrapped up and stranger things is completely wrapped up. There's yep. not much keeping me on Netflix. And with like nope. now they're incre they're going to increase prices again and introduce an ad supported version to keep the price down and they're like starting to crack down hard on the fucking family sharing accounts and stuff like that like there's like yep. I I, re I I remember paying fucking like six dollars a month for fucking Netflix and we're well over twenty five if you want yep. to be able to have more than one person watch at a time and have four K. Yep, I I had the same thought because like as I was watching Stranger Things I was like okay. Like a month from now is when they'll drop the last two, and then after that, I was like, I, I might unsubscribe, and then just if a show pops up, subscribe for a month. Like I might finally, fucking cancel it. Mm -hmm. After Stranger Things, like there is nothing. And if something does come up, then I can just be like, you know what? Okay, I'll pay twenty dollars one month and check out the fucking Horizon show, or the new season of The Witcher, and then go. All right, peace. Yeah, and there's nothing. No, and as far as I'm concerned, like there, there's just so much garbage to sift through. Like yeah. sometimes, if the wife and I want to watch something, and we're like, "Well, we don't know what to watch. Let's just browse something, and we'll see what's on Netflix. We'll see what's on Plex. We'll see what's on Prime." And like Netflix is like, you'll sift through like, I don't know, fifty or sixty like straight to DVD like C quality yep. fucking movies before you even see anything that has any person or actor in it that you've ever seen in your fucking life. And then their algorithm for recommending stuff is absolutely ridiculous. Like like when Jackass 4.5 came out and I wanted to go watch it, it was nowhere on new on Netflix, exclusive to Netflix, top movies in Netflix. I literally had to go and search for Jackass 4.5 in order for it to come up. Like that should have been on my fucking homepage immediately. Yep. yep. And like I... That's actually a really good point that you brought up because, like, it used to be, like, back in the day, like, when I wanted to find, like, a new show or a movie to watch, I went to Netflix and it was like, all right, well, what's, what do you got? What's on the front page? And you would go through and you, oh, that looks good. You know, know what I do now? I open up Rotten Tomatoes or Attract, like, trending this week or new this month. And I go, okay, that's got good ratings. I like that tagline. And then I search where to find it. Mm -hmm. it whereas before it was, all right, I'm going to open up Netflix. And it was like, Back in Netflix's Prime, you could do that and like click on something and be like, "Ooh, this is a banger!" Right? You know. And, but now it's just, yeah, it doesn't show you what it should show you for recommended, and it's like, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't have fucking, I don't have high hopes for their streaming bullshit. I think their like Netflix games thing was a fucking waste of time and money. Yeah, and fucking. The only good thing about Netflix right now is they just announced that Black Mirror is coming back. 
for another yeah. season. What once Stranger Things wraps up, Black Mirror is the only thing that I would have interest in watching on Netflix that's exclusive to Netflix. Yeah. So, and I mean, this is just saying it's in the works, so I don't even know if they have a fucking press article say if it's a release date or not. Yeah, it doubtful. Probably be fucking two years before we even hear anything more about it. Yeah. Yeah, they don't even say. They just say like, "Hey, he's working on another one." So. Yeah. Mm. I'm fucking. Yellowstone is coming out soon. Here's a show that like does not take its sweet time in between seasons, because this, the last season ended like was it two months ago or something, two three months ago. Yeah, it was pretty recently. And November is like the new season, so good. I wasn't overly satisfied with this last season, so hopefully they can yeah. uh, rekindle that fire that got me into it. Yeah, me too. Side note: Did you see that what's his name is going to be the marshal at the Calgary Stampede this year? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, fuck, why can't I? <laughs> Kevin Costner. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, fuck yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's, that, that, that totally makes fucking sense. I'm fucking glad they got that, because it was like, yeah, that is the perfect person for that. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad he's able to do it, because that's fucking rad as hell. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen rebooted on Hulu. Seems like Hulu is just all about the reboots. I know. So, I actually really liked that movie when it came out back in the day. I don't know if it still holds up. I don't think it does. I was just thinking about that. Because, like, I remember I remember watching it when it came out, and it's like, that was a really good time, and, like, I haven't seen it since then, and it's like, I don't know if that holds up or not. But. Well, I mean, once there's cast listings and who's playing who and stuff, I'll be able to make a more educated guess as to whether I think it'll be decent or not, but I don't know yeah. if it holds up. And it would depend on how they do it. If they try to do it where it's like, you know, it reaches as wide an audience as possible. Yeah. I think it needs to be darker in tone. I think so too. Because when I was thinking about this, like, I was like, you know what? There's actually, if you did a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, right? You know, with kind of like the weird kind of here's your invisible man and fucking vampire dude. Like, if you did this right there's a room for a show like that that could be really cool mm-hmm. but it could also be like you could also cw it and it just be this fucking dumb campy thing right so yeah i hope they go more the graphic novel approach because i think it, they were graphic novels beforehand maybe? i believe so yeah so like i don't know maybe if they go more that route like kind of watchmen style then mm-hmm. it would be good it's early, so like you said, I'll get more excited when there's like some casting or something. Uh, you must be all hyped for True Detective Season 4. Yeah, especially that fucking Jodie Foster is going to be one of the leads. Like, that's... She's fucking amazing. I was like, that's a banger caster. Yeah, yep, should, sign me up. I should really go back and watch the rest of them at some point. Yeah, because like my buddy texted me that story and I was like, yeah, that just makes me more excited for that. Cause she's fucking awesome. And that show works best when you have fucking banger people like that in the leads. So now my only like curious brain is like, okay, so who are they going to cast beside her? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I have a feeling it's going to be a younger chick because it's like a two female lead this time. So it's like, who do you get? Bes- 
who do you get as like the uh Woody Harrelson to Jodie Foster, right? Yeah. In which I'll be more curious because True Detective is good when your two leads have chemistry. And then that second season is complete garbage for multiple reasons. But, you know, season one and season three are really good because it's like, here's two people that have a really good chemistry and it's a really good story. It's like, yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll go back and watch all those. I'm excited. Fucking. Okay, here's a fucking weird one. Yeah, I just clicked on this and those (laughs) images, man. What the fuck? So fucking Winnie the Pooh exit like entered public domain now and fucking someone was like, you know what? You know what we're gonna do? What if Winnie the Pooh and Piglet were fucking serial killers? What if? Like fucking what? Yeah, so it's called Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey. And it's yep. in post production right now. So like this yeah. this isn't far out from like actually coming out. No. But like these like it looks like a like a straight to DVD fucking budget style horror film, but look it looks like it's coming out of Bloomhouse almost. Yeah, not like new Bloomhouse. I really like new Bloomhouse. Like the, yeah. the shit they're doing now I'm a big fan of. Some of their older stuff I feel is a little a little hokey, but Yeah. But I yeah, this is I don't know. Like, look, look it up and and go look at the uh, the images that are posted online, like the screen grabs from various scenes yeah. of the movie. It looks creepy as shit. Yeah, like, I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm gonna watch this. I I feel yeah. like I'm I'm going to watch this. Yeah, like, I'm gonna like make a I... make a reminder to fucking watch this when it comes out right now because I am I am beyond yeah. intrigued. Yeah, because that was like. When I saw the tagline, I was like, oh, of course, that's like the oldest trick in the book is like as soon as something enters public domain that was a kid's show, we're going to make some fucking sicko adult version of it. Like, okay. And then I like clicked on the article and I was like, okay, I kind of morbidly need to see this when this comes out. Yeah, Even though the- I know it's going to be bad. Like I can, it, that movie's going to suck. The, but it's like. The, the plot tagline. Did you read that? Oh, what At, is it? After being abandoned by a college bound Christopher Robin. Who and Piglet go on a rampage. This movie's gonna fucking suck, but I I need to see it. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's noted. I'm I'm going yep. to be watching this when it comes out because I'm just out of morbid curiosity. Yep, yep, pretty much, pretty much. Huh. All right, and so you've watched Obi Wan. Yes. And it is, I am having a really, really good time with it. I still haven't watched the last two Star Wars movies, none of the Mandalorian, none of the Book of Boba Fett. I don't know. When I was a kid, I loved Star Wars. And I've got higher quality and more Star Wars to choose from than I've ever had before. And I don't know why, but I'm just not into it yet. That's fair. It's, I would would almost say, like, if you're going to pick one to watch pick Obi-Wan because it's the most known right like you've seen him in the movies that we like grew up watching right do I need to watch Mandalorian or Boba Fett in order for any of this to make sense nope Obi-Wan is its own thing it's six episodes with Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen just telling that story 
about when Obi-Wan dropped the kids off on the planet. And yeah, it's that story. It, uh, as far as I know, they're not shoehorning anything else into it. So, I mean, they could, but you absolutely don't need to watch anything else for Obi-Wan. No. Well, maybe I will give it a watch then. Yeah. It's, I mean, there's, there's a, uh, one of the villains they have, the new villain I'm not really sold on. Like some of the scenes with her, I was like, this, I'm not a fan of this, but all of the stuff with Ewan McGregor is fucking great. Like he is still a phenomenal actor and he still embodies that character just as good as when, you know, he did in the movies and it's really cool to kind of see like a broken down, like Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan character where he's like, yeah, we fucking lost. Like shit got fucked up. I, I'm just hanging out fucking watching these kids now. Like there's no fighting me. So Mm. it's, it's good. Yeah. I'm, I'm really liking it and it's three episodes are out now. And I think there's only three more. Like they're just doing like a mini six episodes for the series. So yeah. I'm I'm a fan. I'm like eagerly waiting each week for like the new one to come out where I'm just like I I want to see more of this. I like this. Hmm. All right. And then. in the in the latest episode, like they Darth Vader came back and they actually like doubled down on how fucking ruthless that character can be. Like he straight up walks into a village and is and like force chokes kids in the air. Like well, <laughs> they're aggressive. not shy, they're not shy in a way of like showing like what they've always alluded to which is like yo Darth Vader is actually like just a fucking ruthless killer that doesn't give a shit Mm -hmm. like and this isn't really spoiling much it's just when he comes into a town he's looking for Obi-Wan or something like that and he's straight up like it's just like fucking come out or I'm gonna keep killing people like so there's yeah they're not shying away from like how ruthless that character can be which is like kind of refreshing because you want that out of that character because yeah. he's supposed to be this big menacing person that no one fucks with and everyone was scared with. So it's like, show us that. And they did. And it was super effective where I was like, yep, okay. Mm. This is this is what I want out of this show. And they're giving it to me, so. Oh, maybe one day I'll muster up the... Yeah, I just, I don't know where I lost my Star Wars spark, but I haven't been able to get it back yet. And I watched the first movie and I watched the Rogue One. I just yeah. never carried on from there. I I lost it, like, I, I lost all fucks for Star Wars after that first remake movie because the final two fucking sucked super shit. And I was like, that's, you, you lost me, I'm out. And then The Mandalorian came out and I was like, okay, this is the Star Wars that I liked as a kid and all that. And then some of the shows have been, you know, hitting on all those notes and I'm like, okay, I'm in, I'm into these shows, you know? So. Hmm. Yeah. All right then. And then I checked out all the old knives with uh, Chris Pine and Thandie Newton. It's on Amazon prime. And it was actually like a really good kind of thriller-esque movie. I think you would probably like it. All the old knives. Mm hmm. And so essentially it's about like there's this CIA team that they're a part of and like back in the day some operation went bad and someone ended up leaking information and it skips forward like 15 years or something like that and they're like 
okay, we need to find out where this leak came from because some shit is happening. And then it kind of goes into like the spy thriller kind of territory. Mm-hmm. And both of them are phenomenal actors. So like it's them acting together and it's the chemistry is good. And it's, it's a good thriller spy movie. Hmm. So I'll, like add that, I'll add that to, uh, to the list. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to say it's, like, the greatest thriller I've ever seen, but, like, it, if you're in the mood for one of those, it's a very solid one where I watched it and I was like, yeah, that was a good time. Well, I enjoyed that. My problem is Prime's user interface is one of, like, the most garbage user interfaces of all. Yep. So I typically don't just browse Prime. So, yep. like, it's like, oh, okay, Outer Range. I've heard about this. That's on Prime. I'll go on Prime. I'll watch Outer Range. Or... Yep. I know the boys has started up again, so I'll go on Prime because I know the boys is there. So, like, when I know something is specific is there, I will go on Prime. Otherwise, yeah. I never open up Prime just to browse to see what's there. And I've all of it. All of it comes down to how terrible their fucking interface is. And then, yeah. like, even sometimes what really pisses me off is, like, and maybe it's changed, I don't know, because, like I said, I don't browse frequently anymore. But there were times where I'd go in there to browse and I'd be like, oh, this looks interesting. Maybe I'll watch this and I'll click it. But it's to rent or to buy. It's not to stream. Yep. And it's they need to be Separate. separated and they need to have a much better user interface. And I just, yeah. 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 And I didn't even hear about this movie by going on Amazon Prime. It was like very much one week. That was on Rotten Tomatoes, like, all right, what's what's coming out this week? You know, is there anything to watch? And I was like, oh, what's this? It was like, hey, this movie on Prime. And I was like, cool. But I absolutely do the same thing where it's like, I do not open up Amazon Prime to try to find something. I need to know something is there and then go find it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay, well, now of all of this is out of the way because we've been on a hiatus here with okay. like the move and everything like that. We need to talk mm-hmm. about the most important thing in entertainment over the last couple of fucking weeks. Okay. And that's the goddamn Dap Herd trial. That finished up, yep. Yeah. I, did you watch any of it? Yeah, I watched some, yeah. I watched my, almost I, all of it. Like, I was yeah. literally, like, on night shift, I was waking up early so that I could fucking burn through as many hours of that day's trial as I fucking could. Yeah, I have uh, a buddy of mine has been on medical leave because he's waiting for back surgery and he literally would set his alarm every morning because he's he can't really do much and he would wake up and just watch the whole thing like 24 7 so i would get updates from him a couple times a week on like apparently there was fucking farm animals in the courthouse at some point oh and i or don't something i don't they remember had, that like, they strolled some animals in apparently at one point oh but but there was like fucking some of the stuff I watched, you could tell that judge was so fucking done with the, this whole thing. When they brought in a witness and it was some dude driving down the road fucking vaping. Yeah. It was just like, that and guy then was he just hilarious. goes, I'm done with this and hangs up. Like, it was like, holy shit, this is fucking insane. It was hilarious because, like, I watched most of that of his uh, cross examination. And when Heard's lawyers <laughs> went after him, they were like, okay, so on this day, Amber Heard was wearing this outfit, do you remember? And he's like, I don't remember what she was wearing. Okay, well, on this day, Amber was wearing this outfit. Do you remember? I don't remember what she was wearing. And, like, he had to say, and he said this, like, I don't know how many times. He kept saying, like, 
I don't remember. He's like, I remember events and like what things. He's like, but I don't remember what hat she was wearing, what color the blazer. He's like, I don't remember any of that stuff. And then yep. she would turn around and ask another question, like specifically about Amber's hairstyle that day or what makeup she was wearing. And he kept telling her, like, I don't remember that stuff. Like, I don't remember that stuff. And it was just like, yeah. to me, yeah. like the most standout moment of the whole trial was when Amber Heard was getting cross-examined by yep. Camille Vasquez, who like, man, that lawyer, she is, is fucking a, hella good. She is a champion. Yep. But it was she when she was she's doing when she was getting grilled about the divorce settlement going to charity. She's like, yeah. So how much have you given to charity? And Amber's like, oh, I pledged all seven million. And then her Depp's lawyer's just like, well, no, no. Like, that's not what I'm asking. How much have you paid to the charity? And Amber's like, I have pledged all seven million. As she keeps looking back to the jury and Camille's like, that's not my question. How much have you paid? To this to date, you have not paid the seven million dollars to the ACLU into the children's hospital. Uh, that's not true. I have pledged all seven. And then like the best part is like eventually she's like admitting, like finally gets Amber to admit that she hasn't paid it yet, that she's pledged it all, but she hasn't been able to fulfill her obligations because she's currently being sued. And then Camille's like, okay. Except from the moment you received the settlement and pledged all that money to the moment Johnny Depp filed his first lawsuit against you, it had been 15 months. You had 15 yep. months to pay that, and you haven't paid it. She straight up perjured herself on the stand. Oh, it was man. fucking amazing. <laughs> like, it, in real time, like, because, uh, like, when my buddy was watching, he was watching it with, like, uh, one of the people on YouTube where it was like, hey, I practiced law for 20 years, so I'm going to, like, explain stuff as it's going on and like it was like one of those things of like well she just perjured herself on the stand getting questioned and it was just like this is fucking ridiculous like <sighs> it was so amazing like yeah part of me is a little heartbroken that it's like all done and over oh, with but yeah. like man i remember like i remember watching all of the cross well, not all of them but a lot of it like the cross examinations and like when the evidence was going in there at one point, I even went on that county's website because you could actually go and click on the exhibits and see the transcripts and, like, see the photos of all the evidence that was admitted. And yep. I remember just thinking to myself, like, okay, Amber's saying that on this day, Johnny beat the shit out of her, but doesn't have any pictures. And then she's saying on this day, Johnny fucking raped her with a wine bottle, but there's no pictures, there's no police reports, there's no nothing. And then all of Amber's evidence is like, hey, well, that day when Johnny yelled at me and like fucking threw bottles at me and stuff like, look, here's the pictures. And it's like, here's the picture of the broken bed after Johnny beat me really badly on this bed and broke the bed. Here's a picture of the bed. There's no pictures of my face. Here's no police reports. There's nothing. But here's a picture of a damaged bed where it's like, oh, yeah, one night Johnny was verbally abusing me and he hit me really hard and kneeled on my back and I thought I was going to have bruises here's pictures of the wine on the floor from that night that he spilt. And it's like, none of this is like, that's not valid yeah. fucking evidence for anything. No, 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 it was, <laughs> it was insane. And like he won and he won what is historically been very hard to win in the United States, which is defamination. I think like it does not happen that often. Because yeah, it but is she, very she hard. also, she also won her fucking case against sure. defamatory. 
But the interesting thing, which I didn't realize until I watched like a, a lawyer go through a summary of like what happens next, is she's filing for appeal. Mm-hmm. But the interesting part of the appeal is, I don't know if it's specific to that state or if it's like all U.S. law. But if you lose a case like she lost, where she has to pay Johnny Depp like twelve million, in order to appeal, all bonds have to be closed out. So before this appeal can actually happen, she has to hand over all that money to fucking Johnny Depp. Yep. And if she doesn't have the seven million left from the divorce settlement, because I'm assuming she doesn't, because she didn't fucking donate any of it, she's not really working right now. She's lost all of her sponsor endorsements. I have to imagine she doesn't have twelve million dollars laying around which means nope. she's gonna have to borrow or get someone to cover the costs of this yep also i think she's done for <laughs> well, i don't know if it was true because i didn't actually click the article i was i'm i was guilty of being one of those excuse me headline readers and moves on sure but i saw it was in like the i think it was a post in reddit where basically dc is pulled all of her actual scenes from Aquaman 2. Yeah, I don't know. I saw that and I don't know how much I, how true it is or not, but I saw that same headline. Yeah, like she's still going to get paid for it cuz she signed a three-picture contract, so she's still going to get her money, but it'll be super interesting if they legitimately pulled all of her scenes from the fucking movie. Yeah. But I mean like oh no, she lost Aquaman because she lied about being abused. Like Depp lost Pirates, which was way, way bigger fucking loss. He lost yep. fucking Fantastic Beasts, which is a massive blockbuster. Like, I would say he his... lost huge franchises. Yeah. And like ones that he was a focal point of. Like, I really hope if they do another Pirates movie, now that he's kind of like, hey, look, this clearly didn't happen. I won my fucking case. She has yep. to pay me for fucking defamatory statements that weren't true. Like, hopefully he can get back into some of these franchises because, like, I'll be honest, I don't want to see a Pirates without Johnny Depp. No. That's very much a franchise, which is, like, it, it is that character, right? Yeah. You know, it, it'd be like saying, like, uh, here's a Mission Impossible without Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, 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 that's not what I want. That's not what that franchise is. Yeah. No, thank you. So, yeah, it, it's very, it's... And it's it'd be like National Treasure. Like I do not want a National Treasure unless Nick Cage is running around. Mm-hmm. It's there's very few franchises where it's like if you do not have this person, it does not work. And Pirates oh, is one of those. That so. reminds me because I don't think because we didn't record on my last days off there. No. Did did I talk about the weight of the massive weight of unbearable or the unbearable weight of massive talent? No. I watched that a couple weeks okay. ago when I had a down a down day. Is that amazing? It was amazing. Okay. It was th- it was th- it was fantastic, man. I think it comes out here soon on VOD and I've been anxiously wanting to watch it cuz I've heard nothing but like good things about it of like cuz I think the last time we talked uh it was him in an interview being like this is me finally getting back into like what he wants to do because he was he was like straight up honest he was like i was taking everything i fucking needed because i was in this huge fucking debt from the fucking irs and he was like i had shit to pay for i had family in the hospital he was like i bought i still gave it my a game and he's like now i can actually like now i don't have to take all those so is this like his return dude it was amazing like, okay nick cage playing nick cage was yeah 
fucking uh, it was phenomenal man yeah like i i went in and i was like hey this is gonna like the it's nick cage it has to be at least somewhat decent like this is gonna be entertaining yeah. to say the least but like mm-hmm. i fucking loved it it was so yep. fucking good from start to fucking finish and to see like nick cage essentially like play him play himself but then it's like it's like this isn't gonna spoil the movie but he has these weird things because like at the beginning of the movie he's like nick cage the struggling actor and so yep. this like it's the whole plot of the movie like so i'm not spoiling anything but a, basically a rich dude over in spain asks like offers to pay him like a million or two million dollars to come over to his birthday and nick right. is like well i don't want to do it and then he realizes like he doesn't have a lot of money and he's not landing a few roles that he wanted to so he's like okay fuck it whatever tell this guy i'll show up on his fucking in his villa in spain and i'll i'll come to his goddamn birthday party so like he's sulking in a bar and he's drinking and he's like ah oh, like what what happened to us and then all of a sudden like it's like a side shot where like you see him from the side and you can't see the person sitting next to him and then the person sitting next to him kind of like leans forward and it's like nick cage oh shit he's like okay. talking to himself but this other Nick Cage is like young Nick Cage with like the slicked grease hair oh, fuck yeah. and the leather jacket. And he's like literally 60 seconds, Nick Cage, like earlier. This is like young, like, you oh, know shit. how in the Marvel movies they do the de-aging CGI. They did that. So this looks like a 20 year old fucking Nick Cage in a, in a leather jacket. And he like grabs himself and he's like, Hey, you're Nicholas fucking Cage. You can, and like gives himself like you can, this is all going on in his head. But he's ha- like he's getting these like moral ego boosting pep talks from like twenty year old Nick Cage and like you just have to see those scenes because it yeah. it happens a few times throughout the movie where he like talks to himself and it's fucking it's so good yeah it's I I've been eagerly awaiting it because it's like everything I saw online people are just like this is like you need if you like Nicolas Cage you have to watch this and it's like okay and not even like Nicolas the whole movie is about Nicolas Cage. So like yeah. yeah, he's the focal point, but my God, Pedro Pascal fucking kills it in this movie. Yep. He fucking kills it. Pedro Pascal is probably like right now my like all time favorite actor. Yep. Like he just you, you'll have to like what I I hope you see it soon because it was yeah. it was fan fucking tastic. I can't recommend that movie enough. And a big yep. part of his, like, not only Nick Cage, but Pedro Pascal absolutely slays it in that movie. His character is fucking fantastic. It's got action. It's got violence. It's And it's it's so, it's layered, man. Like, it's meta because he's over there and, he, and then he's, he's talking about making this new movie and he's kind of basing it off his life. But the, the when he's plotting out this new movie that he's making in the movie... He's like, okay, well, the first scene has to be this, which was like how the actual first scene of that movie was done. So he's like, oh, and the second scene has to be this kind of thing, which is currently that act that you're in in the movie. And he's like, okay, so then the third act, maybe let's go with some over-the-top action, which in the actual movie itself, the third act of that movie was action. So it's like layers, and he's like being meta about it. Like it was just, it was so fucking well done, man. Yeah, I, I've heard everything about it, and I've just been, like, patiently waiting for, like, the VOD release, because I don't think it's in theaters anymore. And I've just been like, yeah, I I really want to watch it. Side note, I'm glad that, like, Pedro Pascal is, like, because he obviously, like, is his comedy good in that movie? Oh, yeah. It seems like, because um, after he did that community script reading, 
I just I've had this like nagging thing in my mind of like I need to see more comedy from Pedro Pascal because I think he's secretly fucking awesome at it. Man, I, I I've told you a couple times. I'll tell you again. Go watch the fucking bubble on Netflix. Like Pedro okay, Pascal is he's he's a fucking he's a godly human being. He's the best actor in the world right now. He's killing it. Like he he can do so much. Like he can do the serious shit, and he can also like like he's just fucking. He's a fucking banger right now. Like, and I for him, I love seeing him do these kind of comedic esque, quirky, funny roles because he's yeah. he's just so fucking good, man. He's so goddamn yeah. good. Yeah. After I saw him in that community script reading, I was like, I need to see more comedy from this man because I think he is like secretly awesome at it. <laughs> yeah, he's amazing. He's amazing. Yeah. Like, I go watch it. Go watch the bubble, and then go watch the unbearable All weight right. of massive talent. I'll, I'll I'll try to get both of them in here, because yeah, I, I'm well glad that movie it. fucking slaps. Because I and I don't think it performed nearly as well as they were hoping. Like, because I I don't think it was like as widely released, and I think it had a very short time. And I don't know what its box office was. I hope it's high because it was so good. I'm just gonna look it up here, because I it probably didn't have that crazy good budget, so maybe it quietly made. Maybe it made its money back. Let's see, have they released it? Okay, worldwide it made twenty-eight million. Mm. So not not a lot. Uh, have they released the budget? Uh, it doesn't show the budget yet, so I don't think it's made it back yet. Which is a shame. But I yeah. mean, this was still like we're coming off the end of the pandemic, and yeah, true. But hopefully, like, when it hits VOD, it can, like, get some deals with some streaming services or something. Because, like, most people I've talked to, they're like, I didn't even know that it was a fucking movie. But it was well, yeah, well it, worth a watch. It didn't have that much promo, I don't think. No. I don't know. When does it come out on VOD? I'm just trying to look here. So I'm going to say it's soon. Okay, apparently it comes out tomorrow on digital. So, shut up, really? Yeah, I'm just looking at uh, the VOD release calendar, and apparently it comes out tomorrow. And then it comes out on physical on the twentieth. So, see, so, yeah. I will probably check that out before the next podcast, as long as that calendar I'm looking at is right. But yeah, watch it. Fantastic. I'm I'm glad that you checked it out because like I I kind of completely forgot about that movie until like you mentioned it and I was like oh shit that's right so yes excellent okay. excellent film I will check it out because that Nicolas Cage playing Nicolas Cage is such a fucking tagline where it's just like that's the most Nicolas Cage thing ever and I need to see it mm-hmm. has there ever been an actor like Nicolas Cage? Will will there ever be another actor like Nicolas Cage? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think I've said it before. Either Nicolas Cage is the greatest actor of all time, or he's the worst, and I don't think anyone knows. That's, I mean, that's valid. If we're going off it, his latest stuff, if we're going off of this, then yes. That's, that's what I mean. Like, greatest. if you look at Nicolas Cage's career as a whole, there's like 50% of it that is amazing, and then there's like 50% of it that is complete dog shit, and it's just like, Fucking Nicolas Cage. 
we will never get another actor like that. I don't no, think. No. And he like leans into it too. Like in this movie, when he does his normal shit, like he leans into like the farcical spoof stuff that people do of Nicolas Cage. Like he, he's not afraid to crack jokes at his own expense. The the fact that like you're explaining how fucking meta this movie gets, it just it makes me way more excited because I'm just like that's the way you do that movie is if you just fucking lay into the fucking memes and the fucking meta of it and just like embrace it. And if they do that, all right, I'm sold. I need yeah. to watch that. You'll like it when you watch it. You'll like it. Oh, I'm sure I will. That's fucking, I'm glad it is as good. But I mean, other than that, I don't really have anything else. That's all I got. All right. Well, then I'll, uh, Talk to you in a couple weeks. All right, sounds good. Later. Later.